You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. It's another Friday, so you're listening to another Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. This is episode five, series two, on the 30th of August, 2019. And let's bring in my old mate. Yes, come in, Rappo. The place where legends are born. Afternoon, Deeks. You all right, mate? Yeah, fine, thanks. You? Yeah, cheers, mate. Well, we've got a real bumper show this week, haven't we? Yeah, it's a beauty day, isn't it? You've gone from uh, all the range of the league, so, mate, we're looking down through the interviews, mate. Yeah, we've got managers from various levels of football. We've also got Andrew Bragg, uh, the director of uh, Kernel FA, uh, director of football, sorry, of the Kernel FA, and uh, he's uh, bringing us up to date with developments, could be exciting developments this week. Uh, who else we got? We got Phil Hiscox from the Peninsula League. He's as always with us. Truro City supporter Cam Weldon, and we have a goal-scoring legend that might interest you, Rappo. Yes, mate. Well done to him as well, Dave. Yep, not you. Someone else, isn't it? That yeah, it's a modern-day striker, mate. Not a, <laughs> not an old relic, an old relic like me, mate. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Another good number tuned in during the week uh, to listen to us as well. So uh, just over the 300 mark. So uh, uh, that's good news. And don't forget, if you're listening to this for the very first time, if you want to make sure you don't miss another episode, all you have to do is search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football on your favourite podcast platform. You got that sorted, Rapper, or not? Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, by the way. Uh, nice. Uh, nice. Hope they enjoy the show, Dave. All, yeah. all your old work, mate, that you put in. <laughs> well, I've also I'm going to take heed on the messages that I read uh, around the place that uh, people reckon I'm a bit tough on you. Is that right? Well, I'm used to it now, mate. You know, <laughs> it's, it's you, mate, isn't it? It's <laughs> known each other a long time, Dave. Aren't we? <laughs> it's all good fun, isn't it? It's all good fun. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Okay, so let's, as usual, kick off with our weekly look at Truro City. Truro's form is uh, turned around following their opening three victories, and Cam Weldon lets us know more about it. Well, two defeats within two days, Cam. What's your thoughts on that? Well, where do I start, really, Dave? It wasn't a good bank holiday weekend for Truro at all. Um, Saturday was a frustrating one. Uh, I think we dominated the first half. Um, got the early goal and um, perhaps should have added a couple more, which we didn't. And then uh, in the second half, Chesham came out and I don't think the referee was really um, on our side second half. And um, Chesham got a goal and then they got the second and I think it was the 95th, sixth minute or something. So pretty much the last kick of the game. So agony for Truro in that one. And um a frustrating afternoon in general and then obviously going on to Monday Western was just um, again it was weird on that one because I thought we were the better team for the first 10-15 minutes and um, we hit the post and came close but then it was a well just a mistake at the back really I think Hammond's punch and hit Jamie Richards nothing he could have done about it and goes for 1-0 um, to the visitors and then for second well they got had a few chances, Truro, and then Weston got the second, and 
and that was pretty much game over at half time really because Truro second half changed formation up but never really looked like scoring and Western looked pretty resolute so overall a disappointing weekend mm. uh, I mean obviously I've read bits and pieces uh, the, the performance against um, Western on Bank Holiday Monday I mean was there too much playing around at the back and perhaps not enough attackive moves or what? Um, yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment of it, to be honest. Um, obviously, they got the five at the back system, and in the first half, they that didn't really work at all. So, the second half, they changed it to a back four. Um, but there were certain certainly times, uh, in especially second half, where you'd think, you're 2-0 down here, you've got to get forward, and it was just passing around, really. And there was no cutting edge you didn't Truro didn't look like a team who were 2-0 down at the stage with 10 minutes to go they weren't really you thought it'd be launching balls into the box and there was none of that really and um, it was just as you said passing around the back so I think that's a fair assessment mm, no urgency yeah I think that's the best way to describe it as well yeah right and um, well that leads on to the problem that uh, goals seem to be in short uh, sh- a shortage at the moment don't they Luke Jeffcott your top scorer with two. You've only scored seven in five games. Now, I, I have read, uh, again, various places that uh, there's a, a new signing a striker imminent, but is that newspaper talk or have you heard anything on the front on that one or not? Um, no, to be honest, Dave, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I just heard, that's a bit like you, I've just seen in the papers and stuff that there's um, talk about a new signing in and I personally, when you look at the squad, there's no other position really that I think we need to strengthen apart from up top. So um, if it is a new player, I'd, if it was me, I'm, I can imagine it probably will be a centre forward. Um, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, it's a goal to just in a shortage really. Um, Jeff Cott's done well since he's come in, but he's um, gives me the sort of impression as a striker that he needs someone up there with him to feed off. Um, Mel Thompson's been a bit hit, hit and miss to start the season, really, and a bit like Lewis Rooney. So, um, goals have been a shortage, but I think I, w- I think we all said that from the start of the season that Truro perhaps wouldn't score that many this season, but at the back they wouldn't concede that many, which has certainly been the case. Mm. And so we move on to Farnborough Saturday. Now Truro ninth, in, uh, sorry Truro seventh in the table. Farnborough ninth, uh, same points nine. But uh, well, there's only what one point uh, between the top ten, isn't there? So uh, um, it's all pretty tight uh, early doors at the moment. But so, um, what are your thoughts uh, leading into the game tomorrow? Well, obviously it's been a bit of a doom and gloom at Truro after the weekend results but um, if you actually look at Farnborough well, they lost the first game then they won three on the bounce and then lost on Saturday sorry on Monday so um, it's one of those scenarios where they've got the exact same points tally as us and I was speaking to Luke Purnell the Western keeper on Monday and he was saying that some of the teams that Western have played who he thought were awful have gone out and beaten everyone so in this league it's one of those scenarios where anyone can beat anyone which shows for a good competitive league but makes it very hard to predict so um, Farnborough there's another long trip for Truro Paul Wooten's promised a response so um, I think there's no, no other option for Truro but try and get three points there and in fact looking at the, the goal scoring tallies for all the top clubs, there aren't a lot of goals anywhere, are there, really? 
No, and I think that's um, down to defences more than anything with you, Dave. I think the defences have been quite strong for all sides. Um, the goalkeeper's performances have been very good, especially the ones against Truro. I've seen obviously Hammy in goal for Truro have been really good. And um, the Met Police keeper made some good saves. Dortch's goalkeeper was good. Swindon's goalkeeper was fantastic. So um, there's so many good goalkeepers in the league and obviously defences as well. It's, got, it's going to be one of those scenarios where Goal, goal scoring might be a problem this year. Hmm. OK, and uh, some good news, though. Uh, I noticed that you've got a new team coach. Not not a coach uh, giving out instructions on the pitch, but a coach to take you up the road. Yeah, actually, um, I got to go on it the other day. It was actually a really nice coach um, supplied by Tyronean. So um, that was a nice bit of positive for the club. And, um, the, and to be honest with you, Dave, it's one of the things the players need because no other club does the sort of travelling they do every week, like one unprofessional club anyway. And it's crazy. So they need the comfort and they need the facilities. And if it's one thing Truro are going to put money into, I think transport and stuff has to be um, one of those scenarios. And they've got a very nice new coach and very well, nice printed images and stuff. So, yeah, it's positive. You didn't get roped into any card playing on it, did you? No, God, Dave, they got me and I'd lose straight away. So <laughs> none of that. <laughs> OK, and finally, FA Cup news. Uh, uh, again, good news. It's a home draw. Yeah, um, I, I, I always like going to new grounds. But um, on, to be honest with you, with the trip to Farnborough and stuff, it's nice to have a home game. And that's uh, three home games in a week for Truro, starting with the Wimborne game. So I think it's a good tie. Um Obviously, it's a shame that it's not lower, lower league or anything, but um, they'll look at that and think, surely they've got a win match for her. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, there we are, Rappo. That's uh, Cam with our True City uh, catch-up. Um, they need a striker, though, don't they? Surely. Yes, mate. Disappointing, mate, wasn't it? I mean, they went into the weekend top of the league and come out of, the, come out of it about seventh, mate, didn't they? So... Not a very good bank holiday, was it, for City, mate? But no, but I mean, to be fair, there's only a, as we said in the interview, there's there's a one point between the top ten or whatever it is. So uh, yeah. you know, no need to worry at the moment. But who can we find to 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 get the goals for them? Any any yeah. any news? Any news on that front? Uh, I've heard I've heard a rumour too, mate. But um, I don't know if, if it's right, mate. But um, I. I I mean, Jack knows uh, Jeffers, mate, quite well. You know, uh, Luke Jeffcott, and um, and uh, I have heard that it might be Alex Fletcher, mate. But oh, what another another Argyle lad? Yeah, yeah, great finisher, mate. Well, it's Tommy Matthews, mate, is his um, nephew, mate. Tommy, Tommy, Matthews. Tommy Matthews is his nephew. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember Paul Fletcher, mate? You used to play for Paul Flevin. Fletch, hang on, hang on. Yeah, have we got this right? Tommy is his nephew. <laughs> no, he's Tommy's nephew. Mate. Don't <laughs> ah, do that. Right, right. I was going to say. His dad playing for Probers again, mate, is it? <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. So Alex Fletcher, right, is Tommy's nephew. Yeah. So, yeah, so, it, so is Matt Everington, mate, by the way. Yes. Big, yeah. big football family, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Tom, How come it didn't yeah. rub off on Tommy then, all these good footballers, and then you got Tommy? Oh. Oh, great player, mate. Great player. <laughs> <laughs> great player. So, Alex yeah. Fletcher, uh, what about Jordan Anir? What's happened to him? Well, 
I've only just found out, mate, from you that he's played, he's played for Tavistock. I didn't even know about. I haven't seen Dan for a few weeks, mate. But um, I usually see him sort of hanging around the golf club, like because he's he's a bit of a golfer these days, mate. Dennis, I think he's a single figure, is no, no, Dave. Is he? But, um, yeah, yeah, great player now. I think. But so I usually see him playing golf like every day. You know, I walk out from work and see him there. And but uh, yeah, I'm a chat with him for a while so I didn't even know Jordan was, was playing for Tavi until you just said mate yeah so. yeah, he's um, definitely played at least once so uh, so yeah. and of course then we got James Lorenz who's actually you know mm. banging in the goals for this squad uh, might he yeah. get a recall no I don't think so do you I don't make no actually mate. I don't really mm. I don't think he would have been sort of sort of let go in the first place would he if, if mm. they had sort of plans for him this season really Dave so but all he can do mate is you know do what he's doing Dave isn't it you know go back score goals with this squad and yeah. his time will come again I'm sure mate and of course whilst we're talking about well I'm not sure you'd describe him as an out and out striker but you you know who's scoring goals again don't you Charlie Young mate correct yeah, yeah. Charlie's right, banging right. them in for Port Levin now, so... Uh, yeah, going well, isn't he? Port, mate, Blakey's done a good job there, mate, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Blakey and Tomo, yeah. Well done, excellent. So we can't come up with too many strikers, and it sounds as if Alex Fletcher might be uh, perhaps heading his way to True Road. There's the Plymouth-Argyle link-up there, so it's a possibility, yeah. isn't it? So. Yeah, I hope the rumours are true, Dave. I think you do a good job, City. Natural finisher, mate. Right. Okay. Well, let's now bring you a feel-good interview. Do you think that's right, describing it as a feel-good interview, this one? Yeah, I do, actually, Dave, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a nice interview, mate, wasn't it? See, just to see the other side of uh, things. You know, we talk about the salt ashes and all, mate, a lot, don't we, in the mouths. This was uh, the complete other end of the scale, Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. No, it's been a... A lot of talk uh, this week about um, the likes of St. Kevin and Ludgefin reserves having to drop out of the Trelawney League. Um, so while there they are clubs struggling to survive in the county, let, let's find out a little bit more about one that has survived a, a pretty dodgy time recently. The club I'm talking about is Storm FC. They're in the Trelawney League and their manager, and he, well, he sounds as if he might be everything, to be honest, it's <laughs> Tony Howard. So, Tony, what what's your role at Storm? Uh, so, ex-player. Mm-hmm. I came in last year as manager um, and have since become the chairman as well. <laughs> right. Uh, it's uh, funny how those things happen. Yeah, it? it is, isn't it? Um, and before that, uh, have you been involved in local Cornish football or what? Uh, not in a management well, actually, I, we did a few games up down at Quinia, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't work out long term uh, for various reasons. So, and I came back to Storm as a player then. Okay, and obviously Storm. If we just uh, recap on, you know, how the season has been with them recently. Last season, you finished bottom of Division Three. Yeah, did, didn't get yeah, a point did. from twenty-four games. Uh, nope. Season before that, which obviously wasn't your concern as such, but again. Uh, the team finished bottom of Division 2, uh, had a massive deficit of points tally because presumably it was for games not fulfilled. There was eight games at the end of the season which 
it, you know, due to the weather with midweek games. Right. And majority of our squad worked night shift. Right. So we, there was just no way there was going to be a, a side raised. Okay. So they decided to take the decision to forfeit them. Right. You ended up with a minus 47 points. Yeah, they did. So, yeah. so, um, so last season finished, you finished on the 2nd of March and you're about to start again on Saturday with your first right. game this season at home with three milestone reserves. Yep, that's right. Nice, easy one to start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Providing Shackley or whatever he's called isn't playing, I suppose. But um, now, what's th- what's you know the, the reason for me inviting you on to the podcast, Tony, is to discuss this sort of perilous state of of some of the clubs at the moment in the in the Trelawney League, particularly St Kevin and Ludgeven reserves, who are being faced with dropping out of the league if they can't get players in within the next fourteen days or so. So, you've experienced the same problem, I suspect. So, what can be done? Well, firstly, let, let's you know backtrack slightly. Why is there this problem? Players sign on. Why are they not available during the season? I don't quite understand it. For us, the well, basically for us, the start of last season, we was an email away from folding the club. Mm-hmm. That's how close it got for us. But the majority of our squad um, moved to another club to be with um, other friends and their boss as well decided to manage. So a lot of people followed. Right. Um, So there was only really two or three of us that remained at the club from that point. Right. From that that team. It just literally decimated. So we had to start from scratch. We had no option. So how did you go about, you know, getting players to fill those places? Um, well, initially we spoke to uh, Dave Bartlam. He put out a Facebook plea on the well, Trelawney Whirlwind site. Mm-hmm. Uh, that obviously got shared by quite a few people, um, like who then shared it again and shared it again. Um, and I think we got probably eight or nine players through that um, in quite a short space of time. And then from that, obviously, people have got friends and people have got friends of friends and it come in and we ended up with a, quite a big squad of about 23, 24 last year. Right. Um, and I don't think it turned up to a game with less than 15 players. Right. So it all worked out pretty well. Purely, what, really, get, getting the message out there. Because Storm's based yes. in Camborne. For those who don't know, um, Storm is, uh, you're based... So we used to be out at Collider in Red Roof, right. but from the point where they, uh, well, obviously there's um, some issues with the grounds there. There's only a couple of usable pitches now. We're now out in Tucking Mill. Right, Tucking Mill in Camborne. Um, yeah. And so th- through, well, basically through that appeal for players uh, in the right places, y- you were able yeah. to get these these guys to come forward and and. This season is the squad pretty much the same as what you ended up last season. Then we've had we've had no one leave. We've had a couple of additions. Right. Well, we've had a couple that have left through not playing anymore. Um, but the core of our squad is still the same, and there's been a couple of new additions. Even through all the losses, everyone stuck together. We've got a really tight knit squad now. Um, you know, so not expecting an easy season, but we're hoping for a better one. Right. And so what is the sort of message that you could give these clubs that are struggling at the moment? I mean, is there a lesson to learn out of all this or what? 
the easy way is to fold the club. And if you've got someone who's passionate about keeping them alive, it is possible. There are players out there. Uh, you only need to find a few who, who then know a couple of friends, who then know someone else. Who, I mean, we've got a couple of players who can only play two and four due to work. But right. that two and four might be two that were short from someone else that week. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, it's really good squad players to have. And players like that, they don't mind being bench players because they're not there all the time. And that, you know, at this level, you struggle to have a really competitive bench unless you're out there winning all the time. Hmm. And um, I, but just, I, yeah, it's just don't give up. They don't need to. Don't give up because, you know, it, but, but there must be times where you think, or where, you know, Storm would have thought, crikey, you know, we've got a game coming up three days' time. We've got three players. What the heck are we going to do? I mean, um, but even then, you still had the perseverance and, and commitment. Yeah, to, we to... didn't forfeit any games at all last year. Hmm. Um, and we had a full squad in time. We had two weeks, basically, to put a squad together, which we did. Right. Um, we didn't have a pre-season. Uh, so that obviously didn't help us at all. When we were essentially a brand spanking new team where no one knew each other. So a lot of results early on went down to that. Um, we had got the players together and that's all we could ask at that point. And the club's alive and we're probably in the best position we've been in now, even though we're in the bottom league of Cornish football, than we have been for years. Yeah. And was there a reason why... I think, actually, you were quite happy to get last season over with quite early, weren't you? Because am I right in saying you were probably the first team in Cornwall to finish your league campaign last season? We did, yeah. Yeah, we finished really early. We didn't have to call any games off. The pitch held up well. Um, and it, it, admittedly, after 24 losses, you get to the end and you're just like, thank God that's finished. We can like <laughs> rebuild and yeah. take a breath and you can start again. Uh, um, but everyone stuck around. It's a, it's so the, there is encouragement, you know. There's, there is, you know, signs from yourselves that, that you know, Sir Kevin Ludgvan, they got to work at it. It's not going to be easy, is it? But there no, is hope. Um, you know, Ludgvan have been around a long time. I've got to be honest, I don't know masses about Sir Kevin. Mm -hmm. Um, but Ludgvan, they're they used to be a big club, didn't they? They've, you know, they've been around a long time. They, they shouldn't have any problem of attracting players. Um. You know, it does, at this point, does it matter what standard you're at? You just get players in, don't you, to, to keep the club alive. Um, I mean, we had a lot of shuffling with players coming in and out, players who didn't fit the ethos of the club we were trying to build um, last season. So people come and go, but you get the core that you're happy with and you go from there. I mean, it's, it's no, there is no quick fix. There is no quick fix. It's about getting people in just to keep the club alive at, at that time. Yeah. And then you, like for us this year, last year was about staying alive. This year is about stabilising and next year will be about progressing, hopefully. And for all the players that are there with you at Storm, uh, I'm assuming that they're all people that, they know they're not world beaters, but they enjoy a Saturday afternoon's football, yeah? Yeah, exactly that. We, um, We've got some good players, and a big problem for us was we didn't gel very well last year, but a long pre-season has helped us with that. Um, and, yeah, 
everyone turns up and win or win, lose or draw. Everyone's happy and at the end of it, um, you know, most of them go back to the pub afterwards and it's what football used to be always be about. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. That's what uh, um, sounds good to me. Now, you, you said, you, you know, you've had a long pre-season. Was that on purpose? Because presumably the 31st of August is the, is always used to be the last day that you had to get a game in by the end of August. Is that still the case or not? Um, yes. Well, they wanted, they recommended the 10th of August at the AGM. Yeah. We'd requested the end of August. Um, why was that then? Because we didn't want to be in the same position of finishing that early. Ah, right. We, we had, we played like 10 games early on because we had four or five midweek games in the first five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a squad that was brand new, that was tough on us. Um, and we had a, we took a month off after we finished. Um, and then we just got back to it and slowly ramped up sort of pre-season training up. Um, our pitch seems to hold up very well, so I don't see it having any problems with, because we're the only team on it. Hmm. Don't see it having any issues with the weather, unless it's a uh, like two seasons ago. Yeah. Then uh, there wasn't anywhere that didn't struggle, was there? No, that's right. Um, so yeah, um, we did deliberately choose to have a longer preseason because we needed that time together as a team without a loss, if you like. Yeah, each week. Uh, and um, you've been training tonight, I understand. So was it a good turnout? Are you all ready for Saturday? Yeah, well, we're ready as we'll ever be. <laughs> um, we couldn't do much more than than we've done now. We've had we've had two, training twice a week for probably near on eight weeks now. Um, you know, Have you we're had- not expecting to go out and... Uh, upset everybody but we want we're expecting to go out there and be competitive and have you had many friendlies or not yeah we've had we've had a good few friendlies actually um we're pretty much even in the the winnings and losses in the pre-season right um we've played we've played some higher division teams who've uh Brightly shown us where our place is, if you like. <laughs> um, but then we've also played some in the same division, and we've we've drawn and put a good account of ourselves out there. So you know, watch this space, and what will be will be, won't it? Yeah, well, uh, it's great to great to hear from uh, the, you know the likes of yourselves. And uh, if there was any you know players that perhaps um, we should look out for, anyone that you want to mention or not. I, do you know what? From the whole squad, I'm I'm just pleased with the way everyone's improving themselves in pre-season, and I think people hopefully will be surprised by how much we've improved from last year. Okay, very diplomatic, not to name anyone in particular, but it's a it's a squad game. Look, uh, Tony, thanks for coming on to the Rapid Deets podcast. We wish you the best for the season, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for you. No problem. Thanks very much. Your Cornish podcast. There we are, rapper. That's Tony Howard of uh, Storm. So there's hope for the likes of St. Kevin and Lutteran Reserves yet, yeah, is... <laughs> isn't, isn't there, rapper? <laughs> oh, mate, I'll I tell you what, Dave. 
fair play to Tony, right? I mean, you, l- listen to the stats of that. You think Frankie Howard like, was <laughs> could be in charge of stop it? Oh, oh no, Mrs. No, Chitter, Chitter, no, right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> mate. Oh no, this is <laughs> no, no, um, no. Honestly, <laughs> sorry, mate. That's me, bad, Frankie. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh no, no. Um, there's going yeah, like... to be a lot of people listening to this that haven't got a clue who Frankie Howard <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. So yeah, anyone under thirty. <laughs> you might want to Google that or or look look him up on YouTube yeah. or something like that, but. Uh... <laughs> No, fair play to Tony, Dave, on there, mate. I mean, flipping it, you know, stats like Storm have had, you've got to respect them for even carrying on, haven't you, mate, to be honest. And, you know, real grassroots story, mate, isn't it? And brilliant to see him come through all of that. And and what did Tony say? We've got a squad of, like, 25 players now, haven't they? So, yeah, be interesting to see, you know, their results, Dave, this season, wasn't it? Good luck to them, mate. Brilliant. Well, that's right. And, you know, uh, they've come through. So there's got to be hope for the likes of Ludgevin and, and St. Kevin. The, the, I mean, St. Kevin are in the yeah. premiership of the Trelawney League. So you would have thought the interest yeah. is there, wouldn't you, really? But uh... I know, mate. It's just, it's just you see things like Barry, mate, don't you, in the week and everything, Dave? It's, well, that's it's true. scary, really, mate, isn't it? Yeah, scary, mate, really. But... Yeah. No, best of luck to all these teams that are struggling, mate. You know, Ludgeman as well, and all mate Ludgeman reserves, Dave, isn't it? And St. Kevin, and, you know, hopefully, hope they can keep going, because, I mean, Chasewater, mate, you know, they sort of, Nigel at Chasewater, mate, remember, they sort of took a step back, and yeah. they had a good 6-1 win last night, didn't they, against three miles, Dave? Yeah, reserves, so. that's true. That's very yeah. true. So, so let's hope there's, there's hope. Yeah, that's right. Come back stronger, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. and, and as we know, uh, it's not always cushy being a football manager either, is it? Oh, no, mate. Crikey. No, tough old job, mate. Isn't it? 20, 24-7, isn't it, Dave? It seems to be nowadays, doesn't it? And uh, yeah. defeats have to be taken as well as victories. We we spoke to two this week on the back of heavy losses. Uh, Weybridge lost 9-0 to Saltash, which was suggested by the Bridgers manager, Paul Rowe, that it may have caused him to have a sleepless night. Really? Well, Paul, I don't normally speak to too many managers after uh, a scoreline of 9-0. Normally it's a win, not a defeat. Um, And I've read that you had problems sleeping. I'm hoping that's just a joke. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, I was trying to put a light on it. It's very much a message of we move on to the lads, and that was my way of doing it, really, saying that I... uh, I've never got beat by nine at table tennis, let alone football. So uh, <laughs> we've just drawn a line under things, really, in my way of doing it, Dave. That was all. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, was it was it a case of they were just far too good for you, or what? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Um, I, you know, they, they got the Ashes TV thing, and I've been studying that for a few days, and I had a bit of a plan about, about how to stop them. And I, I think they get the ball sort of into the front guys early, and, and then they're very good. They link up well, or they can do stuff on their own. They can get you out defender sort of rolled on the half turn and they bully him a little bit and we had a plan to sort of soft screen the ball going into those guys and for 25 minutes to, to a certain extent it worked but they were just too good they, they you know they just found other ways to hurt us and then we tried to stop those and then he could get the ball to the front guys and he, and he started hitting the stadium to be fair the second goal was, was the key really um, it was a soft penalty decision um, really really soft and we didn't clear our exit before we knew we were four down I think we conceded three goals in three minutes, and after that, then it's very much 
damn it, they've taken and as it turned out, we couldn't really do that either. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the score at half-time? 4-0. Uh, oh, 4-0. So, you know, not too bad as such. Well, no, and, and to be fair, at 25 minutes, I don't know whether their, their guys would say the same. We were in it. I think we had some really good situations where we didn't quite get things right in the final third. And it looked like, you know, it, a good game. And we, although they were always carrying the larger threat on the break, we did look like we could maybe hurt them. And like I say, that second goal killed us, and we never, we never really recover from that. And at the or after the game in the change room, what happened? You know, what did you do? Did you talk about it, or did you just say forget it? That was a one-off and move on again, or what? Yeah, a bit of gallows humour in there, really. And yeah, I said, oh, do you know what, the lads, they never stopped going. They they didn't give up, and I sort of congratulated them on that. And they they were just beaten by size, but. You know, that will probably, well, in my opinion now, I've, I've, I've probably changed my mind and think we'll probably go on and win the league. And you know, sometimes it's part of your development. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to take positives. I wanted to take points out of the game. But it soon became apparent that that wasn't going to be the case. So, yeah, pile of lads on the back and we got a nice easy one on Saturday against Mousel. Yeah. Well, I was going to move on to that. I mean, you had Saldash uh, midweek and now you've got another side that's been uh, highly tipped for uh, the, the title, Mousel. I mean... Is it uh, the same squad going down there or what? Yeah, it'd be one or two additions um, that, 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 wasn't, that weren't available last night. But, you know, we've, we've got these tough games. And I said, I said to the lads after after the game last night that if someone's a light on some of the game, one or two of the matches where we haven't really maximised our chances, um, we had enough chances to win the game against Godolphin on the opening day. And, and we probably had two or three times as many chances in the squad to win the match. They were clinical at one end, we went at the other. And we've taken one point out of those two games, you know. And mm. if we take six, like we potentially should have, or maybe even four, then last night doesn't look sort of have a touch of impact and, and then going down the miles of afterwards. But we go down there now and, and we'll search for points. We'll give it all to get it, Dave, you know. Yep. And then, uh, well, actually, after Mosel, what you got? St. Blasey, Dobwalls, Penzance. A um, little, so little bit of light relief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be going down to St. Blasey tonight and... Uh, Probably with Balaclav on or something, and watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> watch that game against Mouser. We've got them next two games up, so hopefully learn a bit tonight, and, um, and hopefully hatch a better plan than I did yesterday. Okay, well, thanks, Paul, for coming on. Not not always easy uh, after a defeat. Oh, and, uh... you know that's football, though, Dave, isn't it? You know. If you want to give me a ring after we win a game, that'd be lovely. <laughs> <one time. laughs> All right. Well, Saturday, perhaps. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be that'd be lovely. That'd be a nice way to bounce back. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, what about that Rappo, eh? I mean, Saltash during the week and now on Saturday, Mosul. I mean, the two most tipped teams to win the league. Nah, it's a tough old five days for row of eight, isn't it, really? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, no disgrace, mate, you know, for row really, mate. I mean, like you say, Saltash, everyone seems to be tipping Salt Aston, they football pick up well, including yourself, Dave, wasn't it? You tipped them at the start of the year and or a season. I mean, they'll dish out a few more of those hammerings yet, mate, wouldn't they, to a few other teams. So I think Rower, mate, you know, he, he's uh, realistic, Dave, isn't he? You know, I think anything's a bonus from them sort of games, isn't it? I think he'd rather sort of concentrate on the games where he knows he can pick up points, mate. And, you know, it's just about maybe performance levels, isn't it, against the nozzles and the salt ashes mate just hope we do all right mate you know and probably give you know i don't know mate the top six sides maybe just 
anything's a bonus and you know you, you sort of you, your games against us maybe bottom out of the tables where Rower's going to pick up his points mate isn't it yeah, and it's also making sure that the players don't get too down, isn't it? Because, I mean, yeah, there's only so many hammerings that you can take. So let's let's hope that, you know, they uh, they can bounce back. Um, of course, another team conceding too many goals in the Kitchen Kit Peninsula Premier West uh, at the moment is Callington Town. Now, there's no denying Callington haven't had the best of starts. Let's find out more from Lee Mann who is a joint manager at the club. If I said to you only one point from seven games, well, what's going on? Uh, well, it's a matter of, one, not getting the right same team out every week. I'm on injuries. Um, that's one. We had young Jake, who's the season very well, took a, took a hit to at this guard, and he's now out for six weeks. Um, we've got Jordan Stidwell now that's standing in from Elberton, just signed from Elberton. But it's a matter of a mix between silly errors. If, if anyone watched the game against Newquay the other night, we were on top. We we hit a free kick. It goes down the other end of the score, and they score. It, it's just a common errors, a young errors. We have got nine, ten lads in the age of 20. Um, and I'm trying to, me and Sam are trying to build something that we can build on each year instead of having to chase nine or ten players and also build a side that are not worried about pay packets and 60 quid here and 60 quid there because that's one thing Callum haven't got. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be a tough season but the last four seasons have been tough for Callington. The difference is this year we've got a group of lads that will stay together, will play for, for the club and not disappear for the extra five pounds. Um, and I believe the lads we've got will be will come good. Um, I do believe in every lad we've got. So I mean, you suffered some heavy defeats. So how do you actually keep everyone going? Because at some stage or other, there is going to be a, a down point, isn't there? You can't, you know, the players won't be able to surely uh, suffer too many more. No, um, it's they. At the end of the day, we can. Me and Sam can only stick a team out. Um, the team we stick out are good enough. Uh, we've got mix. Well, we got two older heads in the team, hopefully every game. Um, and the lads are one minute we think they're done, and then they make the same mistake. It's like I said, it's going to take time. Mm. We've got three lads that have played at that standard. The rest of them have just come out with nappies from DGM football, sort of my second team last year. Um, but we're not the only team taking hammerings. Look at tonight, Houston <laughs> beat. Um, it was it tonight, eleven nil. Penzance, yeah. Penzance eleven nil. So yes, the the bit of the battering and, and the limelight is on Callington at the moment. One because I've got a big gob and and I I I know I'm good and I know I will come good. This side will come good. Um, and two, there's a lot of bad publicity when it comes around to Callington because the locals seem to get this wrong idea of we kicked every local out. We've offered the lads to we give them a chance pre-season. Um, and we want to work with lads that want to be at training and at the games every week. Um, when you've got lads saying, oh, I can't commit this week because of work, we understand that. But also me and Sam are there to run a, a football side. So we've also got to try and have the same lads week in, week out. Um, and some of the locals want to also play with their mates as well, which 
which you can't knock either. So they've made the choice of leaving the club and they've made the choice of stepping down. Um, and you can only you can ask people like Ricky Cotton. I've begged him to stay. He's told me he can't commit because he wants to play with his mates. Like I said, and that's 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 where we're at. So right. we've had to go this year and we've had to go with people that want to play football. So, um, so by the sounds of it, it's quite a different squad. We've got four lads from last year, from the current last year squad. Right, okay. That also finished third from bottom last year as well. Right, okay. Um, so. Yeah, um, I mean, I saw a, a, a few comments on Twitter today and uh, sometimes I'm not... It's difficult to know whether it's people uh, yeah. purposely having a go or whether it's just a joke or two or, or what. So um, it's good to hear your side of the story. So, I mean, yeah. let's forget all that now. Who's the best yeah. team? Who's the best team you've played so far? Because you, you seem to have had quite a few of the top yeah. sides. Yeah, um, I think Salt Ash and Mauser will be first and second this year. Um, In which order? Players. Uh, I believe Salt Ash will win it. Um, one, because of Dane and Cusack. Dane and uh, Cusack are a very good partnership. Two, the side they've got have been together for four years now. Um, and they're just, they just, they're just very, a very good side. You, you, you can't slag them off. Um, they're just a very good side. They play the right way. There's no big timers. They all know what their job is. And it's a well-drilled side. Um, but they've had four years to do that. Um, and if you speak to people like Guzzi, I spoke to him after the game, he said, 8 0, don't be frustrated at that. We're, we're a side who, four years previous, we were that then. So they've had four years to build what they've got now. Yeah. Um, and as you can see, they put six past Tavi, who won the league last year. Yeah. So Mauzo on the other hand, if they keep the current side they've got, because they. they they do their thing a different way. They're given opportunity and trying to get other lads to pro pro level. Um, but they have got a very good side. And if you keep that, that will hopefully. I haven't got a game all Callington's pitches rained off on that day, so I can go and watch that um, some ass Mausel game because I will travel down to Mausel to watch it because that will be one hell of a game. Right. One hell of a game. Um, just because both of them play the, the right way, they play the ball. They're very patient and they're just a good. And like you said, both teams, both clubs are a credit to themselves because they do it the right way and they're good, good people, good yeah. people. Okay, and yourselves involved in the FA Vars Saturday down to Port Levin. Uh, how's it looking for that game then? We've got, like I said, we've got the same the same lads. Obviously, LA, who got injured on uh, against Newquay the other night. Um, he got an airline fracture in his, in his um, tip. But other than that, we've got the same young side we're going to take down and we'll take to every game um, and learn and learn from it um, we go into every game thinking we can win it don't get me wrong we're not going to say oh we're going to shut up shop we're going to go and have a go at sides because there's no point not having to go at sides not travelling down and having to go at sides so we'll go down and have a go um, and hopefully learn learn from it take take it out of it Okay. take good points out of it all right, and you're obviously a footballing man because uh, what have you been doing this evening? You've been with the what Callington ladies, is it? Or... Yeah. So, so my uh, yeah, so my Callington. I've started a uh, Callington second side up for ladies. Um, due to the fact that Adam McPherson has done wonders with the Callington first team, they sort of they're the only trophy-winning side for, for every season. They've won the 
County Senior Cup, uh, Cornwall Senior Cup, three times in a row. Um, and I've said to Adam this year, I want to set something up for give opportunities because there's a hell of a jump from what what league they're playing in now, um, and there's not much opportunity for local girls. Um, and we've got girls now travelling from Bodmin, all over the Plymouth, all over the place now. And even Callington, we've got probably nine or ten local girls uh, from 16 to 22, 23. And we've got a couple of the older heads that can't travel because they've got kids now that want to want to put, still play. So to get opportunity for good girls. And to be honest with you, it's my guilty pleasure. Um, yeah, it's absolute. They turn up. They're, they're innocent. There's no. There's no attitudes, um, and it's just a completely different game, but it's enjoyable. It's really enjoyable. And and to be honest with you, I can see myself eventually walking away from men's and taking ladies um, on yeah. more of a coaching side as well. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I, has the uh, the Summers World Cup sort of helped the, the ladies' game? Yeah, I think so. We We've gone from... The first couple of training sessions, because we started early, because we've had a range of girls that haven't kicked. We've had 40, 40 year old women that are turning up that have only kicked the ball in the park with her son. Um, one of them, Amy, tonight played, and she's had six weeks of training. She didn't look like she was out of place tonight. So Good. it's just positives all around. It's positive, and I, I think I need that at the moment because of the Saturdays are not positive. So <laughs> it sort of brings me back up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've had gone from 10 to having 10 to, I think I had a squad of 21 tonight. Um, and and nine away, so we've got a big squad. But the girls do know there's some girls at different levels, and they're they're, they're going to have to be coached before they're thrown into an actual competitive game. Because, like I said, it's it's hard to kick a ball, let alone uh, being on the pitch and knowing where to be at the right times of the game. So, but like I said, it, it's a guilty pleasure of mine, and I love it to it. So, okay, well, keep it up, Lee. By the sounds of it. Um... There's work to do on the men's front, but you're enjoying yeah, it on the ladies, so it equals yeah. its, itself out, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, definitely. And carry on enjoying it, then. I will do, I will do, and I'm enjoying men's as well. It's not that I'm not enjoying men's, it's just hard work at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, but like I said, thank you for the, thank you for the time. Um, like I said, it's, um, it's going to be a long season, but hopefully an enjoyable one and a learning one for me, because I'm learning, I'm 31. So I'm only young. So. A few more years to go yet. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> okay, thanks, Lee. Thank you, mate. Cheers. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. There's a 31-year-old self-acclaimed big gob rappo, uh, but the work is just starting for him and Sam Borthwick at Callington, isn't it, by sounds of it? Yeah, it looks like it, Dave, doesn't it? You know, like Lee said, a lot of young players. Are, you know, I don't know Lee personally, Dave, at all, but, um, I mean, we had Sam on, didn't we, a couple of times last season, and... And they seem, you know, a couple of determined guys anyway, don't they? And I hope they persist with the youngsters, mate, and it improves for them. I mean, you only need a couple of decent results to build a bit of confidence, don't you? But like you just said, you know, hopefully they won't get too many sort of pastings and, you know, their heads will drop. Like, But, yeah, it sounds like it's a work in progress there at Callington, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is that they've actually... They have got a point. They're on the board, and that was a point uh, from a draw with Liscard. So, uh, you know, yeah. they must have something. I must admit, I saw them against Bodmin, and I'm not so sure they were very well. I'm pretty sure they weren't very good, to be honest, on that occasion. Whether that's 
uh, just a one-off or not i don't know but so so big credit yeah. to uh, to lee and sam for uh, for what they're doing and obviously lee well he's a big football man by sounds of it he's t- taking on the uh, a lady's uh, yeah. task there as well yeah good on him mate sounds like he's a you know busy guy mate don't you? you need need people like that at club mate don't you enthusiastic and you know determined and that mate so yeah you know good luck to Callum to make might, might take a you know year or two mate but just hope you know hope uh, things you know got a nice setup up there now don't they Callington you know off the pitch so you know if they could sort of get a team on it to compete yeah have you seen any Peninsula games this season yet or not yeah I saw but the Bobman Mosel game Dave oh yeah when actually but yeah yeah when the brother-in-law's down from Scotland he he takes me to Celtic mate and I'll I'll take him to Priory Park (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it's a decent game, actually, mate. I think 3-2, was it? 3-2, yeah. So, it was 3-1, 3-1, but, um, yeah, that was a decent game, Dave. I know, I think I've seen another one, haven't I? Um, I spent my, my, you know, I've been watching Penryn, Dave, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting Penryn fixed, mate. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sure I've seen another one, Dave, yeah. yeah. It's lost me for a minute. Okay. Well, let's move away from the interviews for the moment and uh, move over to one of your favourite moments, Rappo. Oh, oh mate. <laughs> i tell you what, Dave. Last season, mate, I mean, I had I had a bit of bad luck about six weeks in a row, Dave, tonight, but I think this weekend, mate, is, is just top the top the lot mate really yeah no I was what was it you said last week Santos was the banker of the four games chosen yeah top top of the Serie A mate in Brazil Dave Santos and he was at home to 14th placed Fortaleza mate Fortaleza 8 o'clock Sunday all the other ones come in Dave we had Liverpool mate to beat Arsenal 3-1 Juventus to win at Parma 1-0 and Leipzig to beat Frankfurt, mate, 2-1. So everything was looking good, mate. I thought, ah, Santos at home, mate. So uh, looked at it, 8 o'clock kickoff on a Sunday night, Dave. <laughs> looked, check, check the score after about half past eight. I think I texted you, mate, actually, didn't I? Yeah. Santos, mate, 3-0 up after <laughs> half an hour. So they were 3-0 up half time, mate. So I thought... You were on it. the way, weren't you, to the bookies to collect your money? It was Dave, yeah, I thought, ah, oh, lovely, you know, 21 quid in the old pot, that takes us, takes us up, you know, takes us back up to about 19 quid, won't go in the minors for the first time ever, 3-0 at halftime, so, turned off my phone, mate, watched the new uh, series of Peaky Blinders, Dave, didn't even, <laughs> didn't even think about the football, watched that, enjoyed that, mate, and then, uh, I thought, oh, I'll just check on Santos a minute, mate. That's when it finished. See how much they've won by. <laughs> Thinking it's going to be like 5 1, 6 0. Put it on, Dave. And it, it was in the 93rd minute, and it was 3 2. I thought, oh, no, flipping it. You know, they, they've, they've uh, made hard work of that, like, you know, top against 14. But I thought, oh, well, you know, at least they're winning. <laughs> so I'm just staring at my phone, mate, for three minutes. <laughs> and the seconds the ticket by, I thought, come on, just, you know, finish like 94th minute, 95th minute, 3-2, 96th minute, mate, 3-2, just waiting for that little ping that comes up, you know, for the final whistle. Yeah. And then it goes, boop, like that, mate, 3 <laughs> 
Wanted to do it, so I started off well, David. I had 90 quid in the pot last series, but we're on minus two now, mate. Okay, minus well, let's let's turn it around then. That's this week yeah. is going to be the week. So, uh, well, I've, I've jacked it in, Dave. I've jacked in, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I felt like it, mate. Honestly, I felt, I felt like just like jacking it, mate. I thought, I, I, how could I, you know, try and say to people I know. I know something about football, and then well, you know, hence, oh, hence why we say remember that's safe. So uh, yeah. you know, yeah. don't do it if you can't afford it. Rappo's a wealthy man, so he's okay. So uh... <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, mugs game. So let let's have it. Let's. What are we doing this week then? Oh uh, well, I. I... <laughs> I've got to be honest, Dave, I, I didn't take too long studying the form this week because I thought it hadn't done me any good. So <laughs> I've just picked two games on the Saturday and two on a Sunday, basically, mate. Like on Saturday, Dave, I've gone for Juve. I mean, they're playing Napoli at home, which is, is probably the big game in Italy now, mate. You know, probably the top two going on the last few seasons. Remember Sarri, mate, you know, he was at Chelsea last year, mm-hmm. the manager, mate. He's at, he's at Juve now, and obviously he made his name in Napoli, so... So, uh, so it'd be a big game for him, mate. But Juve are at home to Napoli, mate. And Napoli letting three goals against Fiorentina last week, although they won 4-3. So, you know. And it was evens, Dave. That's why I went for it. So, me thinking is, mate, put a normal fibre on. So, that'll be, if they win, that'll go straight to a ten, £10 bet on the other three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me thinking. So, um, so yeah, Juve to beat Napoli at home, mate. There's all four homes, actually, Dave. I've gone for Wolfsburg um, in Germany, mate. Um, they've got a really good start. They've won both their games so far. And they're playing newly promoted Paderborn, mate, at home. Paderborn? And they've lost Paderborn, mate. Yeah. They've got the smallest stadium in the Bundesliga, mate, 16,000. Yeah. I mean, most of the yeah, most of the stadiums are sort of 50,000, 60,000, mate, in that league, aren't they? But... But um, but yeah, they've they've just sort of been promoted, but they've lost both their first two games. So, and Wolfsburg looked really good on on the highlights the other day, mate. They won three 0 away at the weekend against Berlin, I think, mate. So, so yeah, so so I've gone for them to win at home to Paderborn. Mate. They're one to two. I thought it was decent. And then the two Sunday games, mate, is uh, Atletico Madrid, mate. They're four to ten at home to Ibar, mate. That's second against fifteenth, so you know. <laughs> mm. I'm not saying it's going to be a banker day. No such thing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Basel, mate. Um, nothing to do with faulty, faulty towers, mate. Although my bet's been a bit faulty, yeah. mate, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, Basel are one to two at home to Lugano, mate, in Switzerland. And Basel have won their last three games. And Lugano have lost their last three games. So, you know, mate. So, four homes, basically, Dave. Okay. And that's 31 quid for a fiver, Dave. Ooh, right. 
Well, that'll, so, yeah, that'll, we're minus, minus two in that'll the pot, put us so. back uh, on Sol, won't it? So, yeah. just to recap, Juventus, Wolfsburg, Atletico Madrid and Basel. Um, yeah. That's uh, all four homes and uh, we'll be back in the uh, credit with those rapper. Come on, think, we've got to think positive on this. Yeah, we've got to, Dave, haven't we? We've got yeah, to, mate. We've got I'm losing to. the will. <laughs> Well, it's back to the interviews and down at Penzance, it's Anthony Reynolds as the gaffer, back involved in the mad world of football management once again. I know, I must be actually off my trolley, Dave, mustn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you doing it? Come on, why are you doing it? Well, I think my Saturdays were getting occupied with too much... Um... Uh, shopping on Saturday, so uh, I think I think it was the only way to go back was back to the round ball. I think Dave and uh, just give it another go again. Yeah, because you you watch rugby a bit as well, don't you? On Saturdays. Yeah, I've always been a been a keen rugby fan. I've you know played it uh, under 18s, under 16s, county as well as football, and um, it was a big passion of mine. And um, but I was just a little bit better at the football at the time, and it ended to go down that route rather than rugby. But always, always, always go and watch uh, Redruth play in Cornwall, and uh, always have a following in the national game as well. So yeah, it's been a tough start to the season though, hasn't it? With the heavy defeats suffered against St Austell and Saltash. So how have you coped with that? Yeah, I think you know it's been quite well documented, hasn't it, over the over pre-season. Just I think the, the eve before we we played our first game that we lost our chairman and um, a bit unevil through that. But um, we've got a group of young players, and um, probably our average age at the moment is about 22, 23. So we, we know we've got some really hard tasks in front of us, and I don't think our start has been the been that helpful for us either, Dave, really. We're having, you know, Sinostal, uh, Saltash, um, and then obviously Helston on Wednesday. So, um, but, you know, we picked up a really good win on on Saturday, got three points. We had a, we had a draw against Wendron, could have won that in a, on another day. Um, so, yeah, we, we know we've got some massive challenges ahead. Yeah, but uh, there's always relief, isn't there, when you get that first win of the season? So, I bet uh, the 2 1 victory at Godolphin was. Uh, uh, it was a good Saturday evening for you. Yeah, we, we get the red wine out, Dave. You know that ten-pound bottle of red wine, and we can enjoy that. <laughs> Ten not pounds. Too, <laughs> well, we're not too many, and we're not too many sure we will have this season. So we've got to uh, got to enjoy it while we can. But yeah, really satisfying. Uh, Godolphin obviously lost a few players to uh, to the to the neighbours up the road. Um, but you know, it's it's a game that we knew we could challenge for. Um, and I, I felt we would deserve winners, and we could we could have maybe snatched another one, but we did hold out, hold on for a little bit at the end. We conceded a few corners, but yeah, we came away with three points. Lads, lads, we were absolutely delighted with it, and we're on the board, and um, it's, we try to keep keep going. And that man, Kevin Lawrence, got a goal I see, didn't he, against Godolphin? So um, he's yeah. he's still going as well. Yeah, you know, we've we've got, you know, he's talking about the youngsters and I think it's it's important what I've trying to do this year is that if we if we're gonna struggle in a way, we, we try to embrace, you know, some young blood back into the club. Um I see far too many times clubs promising, promising young players to play and you know, but this will be an environment that they can, you know, explore and and, and hopefully grow as a player. Um and and so that's that's the way forward we're going to go. But we also need you know your Kevin Lawrence's, your Mark Chases, uh, Barry White and Gold. So we've got we've got some older heads there. And um, when things go bad, we're looking forward to them getting together and pushing these youngsters um, forward as well. 
No, Cheesy, Mark for Cheesy, I think he's probably suspended at the moment, isn't he? But um, but is he going to be playing regular? Because I know that when I saw him pre-season, he wasn't quite sure. No, he's got he's, he's, he's a busy businessman with his building and um, he's had a bit of a back problem. Um, he finished the suspended, uh, suspension on on Saturday. Um, I actually messaged him today and he said he's all ready to go. So that's good good news for us. So we, we need to get people like Mark on the, on the pitch because he's not only influence on it, Dave, he's, a, he's, a, he's an influence off it as well, you know. So, it's, um, so he's a big player for us, definitely. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the, on the pitch. Yeah, because in general, though, how difficult has it been for you to get players to uh, to go to Penzance? Because obviously you've got Mosel with their project a bit further down the road. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, Ludgevin struggled last season. Uh, so are there players around the, the area or not? Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of chat with local managers today and I think this is a this is a massive problem we've got in the area. We're all fighting for the same players. Um, we've, got, we've got good quality uh, teams, as in where they sit in the league. Um, you know, you've got your Paul Flevens, your House, your Mousels, us, you know. Um, and, and there isn't that amount of players there anymore. You, you, your pick is very, very small. Um, and everybody's playing a bit of travelling. And I'm not saying that's that's a key factor, but um, we're not an established side. As in the last few years, we've, we've struggled at the wrong end of the league. So you, you almost start from scratch. But I, I think when I took the job back in June... I've probably contacted over eighty to a hundred players now, which is a, which is amazing amount of players. Emails me, and I I kind of work from when I finish work uh, with the council, and then I, I I kind of work to midnight for about two months there, where I'm contacting, phoning people. So it, it's it's not an easy life for any manager these days. So, um, but we are where we are. We got we got a nice squad, um, and fingers crossed, we'll just give it our best shot. It's strange though, isn't it? You say Penzance isn't a massive club or a massive team anymore. But as Cornish yeah. football goes, uh, and you and I know Cornish football, it is a massive club historically, History. isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and it is a privilege to manage that. And I do, when, when we sit in the change room, we sit the lads down and we, we give them, we give them a slight history lesson of the club. And, you know, <laughs> you should be very proud in playing for them. Uh, many great players are graced uh, Pedley Park. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not I'm not getting anything away from it. You know, Pertinzans, have struggled over the last few years, um, and, and we kind of need to build that. Um, and if we can, if we can do that, if we stay in the league this year. I, I, I call it a success, you know. And um, and fingers crossed, we can get as high as we possibly can. Yeah, I was going to ask you what your sort of ambition for the season is. Now, is it as simple as, you know, salvation and staying in the league? I think so. I, I think we look at. I've looked through all the fixtures and and kind of dissected them and all of this, all and, and think right, where can we get these points? And you know, I'm not great master, but um, I like to think I could calculate it enough that we we possibly could stay up in this league. And you know, it's. And I think that's the main thing. We can get these, you know, 18, 17, 18 year old lads on board, and they get a year under them. They're, they're only going to progress. Um, and I'd, I'd say that to any youngster that may be sitting on a bench somewhere else and they want the opportunity, I'm sure. I'm sure if they knocked on my door and they, and they were ready for this league, I'd be welcome with open arms. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you, you were, you've you played at Falmouth when, no doubt, very good sides and you've had to wait your time, haven't you? Yeah, 96-97 was a, was a big year for Falmouth, probably one of the biggest in their history. And to be part of that squad was was amazing. Obviously, I think it was Jason Carding who played in my position, Dave. So it was always hard to get in uh, in front of Jason. But he broke his leg and we had a few opportunities. And um, 
it was you know it, it was great to have that success with with Falmouth as well so as a youngster you know I think I was 16 when I when I had my South West League debut so I kind of I, I know what the young lads are going through I try to relax them a little bit and and play without fear with a smile on the face and even even these heavy defeats that we've had you you got to stick an arm around the shoulder and and say look you know we, we know what's in front of us next week's going to be slightly different we can we can we can have a go at this team next week and you know and that's where it's been you know so you know the Wendron game and 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 the um, Godolphin game those are games we we looked at that we can compete against and there's others coming up also we've got a massive challenge on Wednesday um, which we, we beat Houston pre-season, but that, that means absolutely nothing in anybody's eye. I, I really believe that. So, But we'll get another good, another good game on Wednesday. So, Now, he introduced you as coming back into the mad world of football management. Yeah. Five games in, are you still enjoying it after five games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still smiling. It's, um, I, I, I kind of relax a little bit more now. You know, I think, I think if I was paying thousands and thousands of pounds and I was wanting to win the league, I would be sweating if I was putting four from bottom day. For, uh, I'm certainly not in that position. So every point's a good one for us. Um, lots of old cliches go around in the change room. It's a bit all old school, but um, we all st- we always start with a point and we always try to finish one, if not more. So, um, yeah, no, no, please is the way it's going. Um, I was saying lose a bit more hair, but I haven't got much anymore to lose today, so uh, that, that's a positive side anyway. Just greyer, a bit grey on around the sides. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was going to say, is the pressure on you, you know, when you see the chairman walk in, but have you actually got a chairman at the moment? Yes, yes, it's 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 kind of settled down. Obviously, Nick Nick came in and um, he 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 kind of promised a little a lot of things without going too deep into it. But you know, um, things have settled down a little bit now. And um, the whole committee, the whole committee have been brilliant. I've had I've had nothing but support from the guys there. Um, I've been at the game, wish you know, all the best wishes, and and also the reserve side done fantastically well. The gap between us at the moment. Uh, it's two or three leagues, but they're riding high. I think in Trelawney, one unbeaten, four out of four. So um, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's uh, Penzance. No, no, it's a um, lot, lot of positives going on. Well, it's great to hear, Reno. I mean, it's a fantastic club. I love that stand. You know, it's and, <laughs> and a lot of people will say it's a proper football ground, isn't it? I think so. You know, there's there's not many. You know, we talk about Falmouth and Penzance, and and quite rightly called the Jimmy Dan stand, and so it should be. You know, a, a big character for a, yeah. for a lovely stand and a lovely pitch. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm very proud to be the manager of the club. Okay, well, thanks, Reno, and keep smiling. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye. Your Cornish Just as well, I spoke to him before the 11-0 defeat at Helston on Wednesday, wasn't it, Rappo? Oh yeah, cool.
Yeah, that's that's it, Dave. Like we've been saying, you know, I think you have got to accept that. Like you know, like Rower Rower said, mate. You know, his interview that day. You know, I, I think you're going to get against the top sides, Dave and Mousels. You know, and the you know, so Ashes obviously, mate. You know, Bob Mins to some extent, and Bournemouth and all, mate. You, you know, you are going to get going to get the old with the new league set up, Dave. You are going to get an, an, an old hammering, mate, aren't you? Really, just you know, I think it will sort of level out and. In a few seasons, mate, a couple of seasons, but I think that this season's definitely gonna you're gonna find some sort of big results, mate, aren't you? Yeah, and we've got to get over this problem about there's too many goals. It's too one-sided. It that's it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, I hate that phrase, but it is what it yeah. is. It's is it down to clubs not taking promotion up to the peninsula, up to the Western League, or uh, it is? Partly, I guess, yeah. and it's also partly due, obviously, to this restructuring. Uh, but you know, the FA wanted it. Yeah, the way I look at it, Dave, I don't know about you, mate, but I think you know it's five quid, mate, in it to go and watch a South Western League game. So you, you've seen a lot of goals, mate. You know, it might be a bit one-sided some games, but it's good value, isn't it, for a fiver, mate? Would you rather go and watch Plymouth or Exeter and pay? 23 quid mate to watch a League 2 game and mm. you know so I reckon it's great value mate and and we're putting some money into local football aren't we yeah average of 5 goals a game in the uh, Peninsula uh, divisions yeah. at the moment so um, so exactly, mate. should I have asked for some money back when I saw that nil-nil Falmouth against <laughs> Mosul then you said it was a good game though mate didn't you so <laughs> yeah hey you're privileged anyway mate you are aren't you you're part of the you're part of the peninsula woodwork, I've, mate. I've got a peninsula press card. Thank you very much. Which is yeah. uh, why <laughs> why I pay Phil Hiscox to come on this every week. <laughs> right. So uh, let's move on. Um, we were talking about Helston just now. Uh, I watched them a couple of weeks ago, and I had to look twice uh, as the game was just uh, just before it was about to start. They they played Wendron. And as they were walking out, Rappo, I saw Steve Massey, and who's the guy next to him? And I'm thinking, that looks like Lee Robinson, the former manager at Truro City. Mm. And lo and behold, mm. guess what it was? I mean, I think it needs a Frankie Howard. Oh, no, Lee, no, no. <laughs> so, Austin, no, Mrs. Yeah, all right, don't overdo <laughs> your part, you know. This, so, first question okay. to Lee had to be, how's it all come about now that he's at Callaway Park? So, I had a phone call um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, from um, from Steve Massey, uh, who I've known for a long time, actually, just just through sort of football football connections. Um, and, yeah, he said that um, the guy who was sort of um, assisting him down there couldn't couldn't commit um, through through obviously you know work and, that, and other stuff which obviously happens at that level of football and um, uh, he knew that I wasn't sort of doing anything um, so he asked me to come down uh, and help out and uh, I was I was already aware of um, Helston being a really good setup um, because you know anything that Steve Matthews is involved with would always have a good setup um, and the fact that they're quite ambitious down there so yeah he, he asked me just to come down you know no strings just help out for a couple of games sort of see how it goes and, uh, and take it from there so that's um, how I arrived there yeah good and is this your first step back into being involved in football since you left Truro or what uh, yes uh, we, we had a few things um, that didn't materialise over the summer um, and you know pretty much I was kind of um 
not desperate to get back in because prior to leaving Truro, I was um, sort of involved in football for the last sort of eight seasons non-stop. So it's quite nice to have a, uh, a pre-season uh, without, without without doing football. So I wasn't desperate to get in. I was happy to sort of uh, wait till the next opportunity and more importantly, the right opportunity um, came up. Um, but um, when sort of the real the real time of the season comes, i.e. August, you know, when when, when the league season and the, and the proper stuff starts to happen, then all of a sudden you do, you do start missing it a little bit. So uh, you know that Saturday three o'clock uh, buzz that you get. So um, yeah, I was happy to get a phone call from Steve and happy to help out for him uh, as long as, as long as I'm needed. It must have been nice though uh, having the break during the summer. Uh, you know, if you've been you know, involved heavily for the last eight or nine seasons and pre-season, you know, getting players and or keeping players and, and pre-season sort of uh, schedules. Um, what have you been doing with your break? Uh, just, well, just enjoying it, really. Myself and the family had, had, a, had a couple of holidays, so it was nice to spend most of the summer with the kids. Um, got, got my golf handicap down a little bit, which is quite handy. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, and it's just nice to be sort of out watching games without any sort of, without being involved in it sort of almost removing yourself from the from the management side and just be able to go to games and just be someone watching rather than sort of having a vested interest in stuff so um it was quite it was quite enjoyable it's a little bit strange obviously like you know like you say when you have been doing it for eight seasons it does become a bit weird when you haven't got to do that whole summer thing of you know negotiating wages with everyone and sorting out pre-season games and all of that but um, I was a bit worried that I'd find it overly weird um, in sort of uh, May time, but it was quite a pleasant, um, quite a pleasant break during pre-season. So um, you know, nice to refresh the batteries, as it were. And it's actually nice to go to a game and be a neutral, isn't it? And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter who wins. No. No, no, yeah, exactly right. Just, you know, just just to go and watch and and you know see different players and you know look look at sort of young players that are sort of coming up and stuff. Because when you when you're managing a team, obviously like I was at Taunton then Truro, you sort of get caught up in this in your in your own little bubble, um, and it's sort of the, the leagues maybe slightly below where, where Taunton and Truro were. You don't really happen to take much notice of. Whereas like like I say, it's good to get out uh, and just watch those games and just have an interest. You know, speak to people and just see the see the young players that are coming up and who who, who the good ones will be in sort of four or five years time. Right, and I know that Steve Massey, the Helston manager, would like you there permanently. I mean, what realistically are the chances of that? Uh, yeah, pretty good to be honest. Um, we, we, we had a good chat after the game on um, uh, on Saturday. Um, we haven't 100% sorted something out yet, but I'd, I'd be pretty amazed if we didn't. We're, we're, we're fairly close to being where we need to where we need to be. It's, it's, it's more a case of um, uh, of time, I guess, because uh, for me, living um, in Chudley near, near near Exeter as I do, um, when Steve first asked me to help out, I thought, oh yeah, I thought obviously Helston home games would be a bit of a trek, but there'll be plenty of games in and around Plymouth um, but of course that league's changed quite a lot <laughs> yeah. now so uh, you know pr- pretty much all you know there's there's a, there's a couple around Plymouth still but but there's an awful lot around Helston and even further than Helston so it was more a case of um uh of can I spare the time for that and obviously because from where I am it's, 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 it's you know two hour drive to Helston and then obviously like I said pretty much the same to a lot of those games that are, that are in, and, in and around there so it was just a case of um uh, of, of working out, you know, can I can I commit that time to it? And of course, Steve was very keen, you know, as as he is, you know, such a lovely guy that he is. We're just sort of saying, well, just you know, can you just help out whenever you can? But I, I said to him that like, I can't really do that. You know, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it properly. Mm. Like you know, and I have to be there every single game. I, you know, I, I couldn't just do something and just be there as and when I fancied it because 
Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, you know, and Steve knows how football dressing rooms work. And some, having someone on the management side that's not there every game, it's kind of hard to have a say um, or command any sort of respect if you're not there every single game. You know, so um, I, I did say to him that if, if I was going to do it, I want to do it properly. Um, and we're yeah we're fairly close to getting something um, uh, agreed, which will be which will be nice. Yeah, good. So, what have you thought of Helston from the games you've been at uh, so far? Uh, yeah, been really impressed. Um, uh, obviously, uh, I got to the game on uh, quite early on Wednesday, uh, and Matt sort of showed me around and um, and w- went through the plans uh, that he's got in terms of the um, other sort of buildings and, and how he wants to develop the ground, um, which will you know very very soon make it uh, an incredibly professional setup there when he gets all that done um no you know pitches in good nick there was you know decent crowd there for the um for the wednesday night game uh, as well um and they got a good side you know good, good side you know good, good bunch of lads who, who welcomed me in which is which is really really nice um and i was sort of aware that steve had um already sort of you know you see, see bits of noise and stuff on twitter and uh and what have you and I was, I was quite aware that he signed quite well in the summer um and also that the the pressure, if you like, and the expectation is on Helston to win games and to be up there in the league table because of that. And um, um, yeah, it's sort of you know, pleased to see how uh, sort of determined those players are that have come in and just very, very aware at the minute that it's, it is very much quite a new team. It does feel quite new. Like I said, they are a bunch of lads, but you can still feel that they are really still gelling. Um, all, all, you know, with them, with, with them being quite new to each other. So, um, uh, but if they can perform to the levels. Um, or, or play at levels that they are already being such a new side in perhaps one month, two months' time when the fitness has improved a bit and when they're when they've gelled a bit more, you know, they, could, they could, could be looking at something really good there. So, um, yeah, all, all promising. And I know you've only been there a couple of games, so it's a bit of a silly question this, but and the standard of football overall in the Peninsula League, I don't know how much you've watched Peninsula games in the past, but, uh, you know, how do you feel the standard is at? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good actually. Um, to, uh, to be honest, the, the two teams that we played, um, Wendron and uh, Dobbles, which was which was um, not yesterday, was Saturday, um, would, from what I'm told, sort of expected to be you know mid-table, perhaps lower mid-table sides. So I'm looking forward to playing against the the Malzals and perhaps the Saltashes uh, this world, who are perhaps the ones and St Austell maybe who are uh, I'm told are meant to be um, the favourites to be up there. So, uh, but from the, from the ones that we've uh, played play, played against so far, you know certainly competitive, pretty physical, um, and uh, you know good intensity from both those teams, especially with um, Wendron being a bit of a, a local derby um, as it was. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty impressed by the standard and. Um, um, but like I said, it'd just be nice in a month or two months' time to uh, have seen most of the league. Whereas, like I said at the minute, I've only really seen the teams that perhaps are expected to be mid-table-ish. Do you ever look back and think I should never have left Taunton? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, it's it's a difficult one because you know I'm disappointed how things ended at Truro, um, and the fact that obviously now with the Cornish Pirates, you know the, the the, the regime they're working under is a lot different to the regime that I worked under, mm. and, and I would have very much liked that chance to have worked under uh, the regime that they've got uh, now, rather than the one that I had to uh, struggle against uh, and deal with. But I also look at it and say, well, do you know what? How, how the job was sold to me, as it were, as, as in we're going to be at Torquay United for, for that time of the season when we were at Torquay, i.e., from September to uh, New Year, we were we were very very good. You know, we we, we ended up getting a side that was. I think I had three points from the first eight games um, at the turn of the year was was, was sort of well clear of relegation. So from that point of view, we, we kind of did the job. 
Um, and it just became, you know, very, very difficult when we went back to Truro and the, certainly when the takeover happened, things got very, very murky for from us for you know for us as a management team and the players um with the sort of um the uh the rate the the regime that was in place not wanting to give us any sort of stability about next year when a takeover happened um then you know the Cornish Pirates didn't say anything to me or the players about who, who was wanted for next year and that sort of led to everyone feeling really really unsettled and that that, that ultimately led to the, led to the club getting relegated um but we have to sort of you know myself and Michael have to look at it and say um, having having stepped out of it and said that you know there was there was 14 games in that season for Truro that we didn't manage, mm. which is obviously the first eight and the last six, um, and Truro didn't win a game in those 14 games. I think they got they got six draws out of that. Whereas in the in the 28 games we managed, we got about 35 points, which is you know a bit of you know about a mid-table run rate you'd say. So in terms of that, we, we did pretty much as well as we could have done. It was just um, became very, very messy off the pitch um, in the last couple of months, and um, all that sort of contributed to the club um, getting relegated. But um, but no, I mean, not yeah, to your question, you know, do I feel I shouldn't left Taunton? I, I don't really think I do because, funny enough, I went back there the other week. Um, I, was, I was passing through work and went in and had a coffee with the with the chairman and. I, I didn't think when I drove in there and you know, I did that drive in there and and that walk through the car park that I've done hundreds and hundreds of times when I was manager there and uh, I didn't get that feeling that oh I shouldn't have left here hmm. I, I just had a feeling of of pride I guess and I just I just sort of stood there and just remembered that FA Cup day when I turned up against Barrow it was absolutely packed and I, I just thought about the good days you know real good days that I had there and some of the wonderful memories uh, that I had there but you know those days th- those days are gone you know n- n- nothing lasts forever and it's on to it's on to the next experience quite simply so um no I, I don't really think that you know you know you can't stay at one club forever and I had a good sort of six years there and you know time did some great things there and now it's obviously time to experience something new. Am I right that you've normally worked as the sort of number one as such rather than a number two or, or not? Yeah, exactly right. Um, which um, which I thought would be a little bit strange, but but I, I sort of said to Steve that um, because I've been so wonderfully well assisted over the years by Michael Mika, um, that I can, you know, a little bit of what Michael's sort of taught <laughs> me, I can then sort of give to, sort of pass on to Steve and, and sort of work out, you know, how would, how would Michael have supported me you know, making this decision or this point of the season, and pass that support onto Steve. So um, I think that's something that he'll he'll find sort of uh, uh, um, quite beneficial. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, it, it does suit me right now to be perhaps not having that hassle of through the week, you know, having to go through the hassle of players' wages and uh, be, be on the phone and all that sort of stuff. It's just, like I said, a case at the minute of support Steve, turn up on match day and uh, work as best I can with the players. And um, for where I am right now, that probably that probably suits quite well. Your biggest contest at the moment would be uh, trying to get off the phone from Steve. I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he does like to uh, where um, where ten words will do. He does like he does like to use a hundred. But um, uh, but um, but no, but, but that's purely you know he's obviously very very passionate about his football and incredibly passionate about uh, Helston certainly and developing them as a club and and getting them through the leagues and um, and also the youth that they've got there. You know, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen them play yet, but I'm, I'm well aware of the very strong under 18s that they've got uh, and then 
there's a sort of smattering of young lads um, in the first team uh, who have particularly impressed me so far. You know, um, Harrison Jewell in particular, I think, looks a, look, looks a real, real player. So, um, you know, look, looking forward to working with them. And, uh, yeah, Steve's filled me in with all of that. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, but like I said, he's very, very passionate uh, about what he does. And hopefully, like I said, I, I'm, I'm aware the expectation is on him and the club this year to do very, very well. So, hopefully, I can, you know, advise him as best as I can and um, take a bit of pressure off him. OK, well, thanks, Lee, for coming on. It's good to see you back involved in football, wherever it is, to be honest. Um, and good luck for the rest of the season. All right. Thank you, Dave. Speak soon. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, Rappo, it sounds as if uh, Lee could be a permanent fixture there with Mass soon, doesn't it? Yes, mate. Yeah, he seems to be keen, mate, doesn't he? Yeah, be, a, be a good like, fillet for, for Mass, mate, right? to get Lee there alongside him, mate. Someone on the banks is ideas off mate I, I've got to be honest mate it's good to see Lee back in football mate I thought he was I mean we watched quite a few tour games mate didn't we and commentated on them and mm. things preparing films I, I, and the games also mate I thought Lee was really unlucky mate you know when when he left tour I thought him and Michael Meeker were doing a pretty good you, you know I, you could see what they was trying to do Dave I think and you know personally mate I, I would have stuck with them until the end of the season I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have bought in Sort of Paul Wilkinson, mm. but you well, know, I know he's easy to say now, but but I thought he was unlucky at mate Lee. So yeah, good to see him back in football day. And actually, it's quite interesting the stats uh, of the of the uh, results that Lee produced in the interview, wasn't it? That uh, you know he's yeah. he, he's obviously walked away with his head held high. So uh, definitely, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, good question, mate, about you know about him leaving Taunton and that, mate. I, I've often wondered that. I thought I bet Lee wishes, you know, that he'd done a hell of a job at Taunton, didn't he? And, and, you know, I bet he probably, he was probably like the victim of his own success there, mate. Wasn't he going to Toro and, you know, our league job? And then, obviously, you know, all the sort of shenanigans at Toro sort of thing, mate. But um, but now, I mean, he's, he's a young manager, Dave, and he's, I'm sure he'll, he'll be successful again in the game, mate, anyway. Yep. And uh, Lee's uh, invited me up, up for a round of golf sometime. So uh, you heard him mention about his handicap. It's come yeah. down. So it, I reckon he's a bandit, though, don't you? I do, mate. Yeah, I was going to say that, mate. He, look, he looks like he's going to be decent, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 OK, we'll, we'll have to take him up. Perhaps we should both go up. Timoth is where he plays. So, um, is it, yeah, yeah. We could yeah, that'd have be a, nice, mate. Yeah. So, have, a, have a day out, mate. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's uh, Lee Robinson. That's Helston Athletic. That's the Southwest Peninsula League. Now it's over to you, Rappo, for your uh, uh, a closer look at the St. Piran League, the SPL, as you called it last week. SPL, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> lazy uh, journalism, mate. Isn't it? <laughs> Where have I read that? Lately? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds familiar <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll start off in the East, Dave, because um, I don't want to be, you know, biased to the West, and some people think I might be. Yeah. So, um, seeing I live in the East, I'll start off in the East, mate. And um, so, Austal, Dave, the only team left in uh, in that league with an 100% record now, winning all four and uh, obviously top of the league. Great win last Saturday against sort of uh, old rivals now, mate, at Polpara. You know, they've played them a few times now over the last season or so mate aren't they so uh, as Mark was saying in his interview last week but yeah great 5-2 win at Pole Power Rappo uh, Rappo 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 that's not Mark's interview from last week 
Is it not, mate? No, we got him on this week. Why is it this week? Oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> I thought that was last week. I'll start again. <laughs> no, I I'll wouldn't. Again. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry. This is what I've got to work with. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, I'm sure that was last week, mate. The days. I'll tell you what, Dave. I'm, I'm in the middle of my night shift, so. Yeah, I, I can only apologise, mate. All I right, can only okay. apologise. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, mate, yeah, great great 5-2 win at Paul Parra. Um, uh, Cam Bidgood, hat-trick in that one, mate. And they followed that uh, great win up with a 5-0 win at St. Dennis in midweek, who, who couldn't raise a side to travel to Morwenstow, uh, uh, unfortunately, last Saturday, mate. So mm. I know manager Dave Gross was not too happy about that. But... Uh, these things happen, I suppose, Dave, these days. Um, but Paul Parra, mate, despite that defeat, they're still in second. And they got over that uh, last weekend, sort of um, bit of a thrashing by St. Austin, mate, by winning 8-4 at Lanreth. That's <laughs> some scoreline, isn't it? I like that. 8-4. <laughs> yeah, that's a proper sort of Trelawney <laughs> Division 2 score, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah. That's uh, Rob Spencer uh, grabbed an hat trick in that one, mate. St Morgan, Dave, they've made a great start to life in senior football uh, with nine points out of a possible 12. Uh, they won 4 2 at Lanreth on Saturday with Craig Allen, mate, with another two. Um, yeah, he's going well, mate. And then they had a narrow 2 1 victory at Sticker in midweek, mate. So that's uh, two good wins for St Morgan. Fourth place to a point at a good few days as well. Uh, they won two, also won two 0 at Sticker with a Daniel Tate brace, and then followed that up with an even more impressive, to be honest, two 0 win at South Ash United in, in midweek. So two good wins there, a couple of clean sheets. Lumpson won five 0 at Callington, then drew two two at Unter Morwinstow, who shipped ten at home to St Morgan last week. So <laughs> some uh, strange old results, really, Dave. <clears throat> um, Millbrook, they drew 1-1 at Bude. Then they won 1-0 at home. v scored with, with substitute Joe Atwill getting the winner in that one. Um, Liscard beat Weybridge 2-0 in the Friday night game at Lux Park before that defeat at, uh, well, Mill Park, Dave, they've got in the... I, I thought it was Jenkins Park, no, mate, Millbrook. Yeah, it is Jenkins. <coughs> Jenkins, isn't it? Named after their ex player and manager Reg right. Reg Jenkins That's isn't right, it? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got Mill Park in the full time, you know, on the uh so uh, but yeah, definitely Jenkins Park mate. So um and Callington mate, they had their first win on Tuesday night, four one over Salt Ashborough. And and that probably just about rounds up the East section day, just to say St Morgan's Craig Allen mate leads the top scorers list with with seven in that league, mate. Okay, well, if you're uh, happy with that, um, uh, another man who's happy is the manager of St. Austell. It's Mark Smith. And this is the interview this week. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, leave, leave it in, mate. Pun punish me. <laughs> <laughs> well, three wins from your opening three games, Mark. And so I, I guess you've got to be nothing but happy. Yeah, um, delighted to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I kind of set a target of seven points from those first three. Uh, we didn't know how tough a game view would be, given that they've come down from the old uh, Peninsula West League. And Paul Perry is always a difficult one to play against away from home. So 
we've been happy with seven points, but we've we've got the nine, um, only two goals conceded, none of them from open play. So, yeah, absolutely delighted with that. I think it was I was a little bit sceptical about starting the season, given that uh, we hadn't had a win the whole of pre-season, <laughs> and um, we obviously lost that um, charity bowl game against Perranporth just at the end of pre-season. Mm. So we didn't exactly go in with loads of confidence based upon results, but we've deliberately played some challenges in opposition in pre-season because I wanted to give the boys a bit of a test. So actually games like Falmouth and Millbrook, where we were in the game for long periods against sides in, in the Peninsula League, um, I think gave us a bit more confidence than I actually realised. So, yeah, we, we started off really well. Um, so pleased to be back at the top of the league again. Yeah, and uh, I know that um, a couple have gone up into the first team at, at uh, Polter there. So yeah. I, I guess it's pretty much the same squad though, really? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we had three lads who stepped up, one of them during the middle of last season, Kieran Powell, um, and then Matt Sow and Zach Smith-Brokenshire have stepped up in pre-season. Um, and all three of them have been have been brilliant for the first team. Chris can't speak highly enough of them there. And obviously with the start they've made as well, it shows that and... Uh, that's, that's that's what we want really as, as a reserve team is for the lads to step up and do well. Um, we lost a couple of other players to Peninsula's side, so our goalkeeper Anton Lake's got a sticker, and uh, Lewis Prince, our fullback's gone gone back to Weybridge. So um, good luck to them, and um, we've replaced them with some younger players as we've always liked to do in the reserves from sort of local youth teams like Charlestown and Chagoric, and uh, we've also got a under 15s team. Sonostal, who we've got some lads who've been training with us in pre-season, but are not quite old enough yet to be um, eligible to play because they're not 16. So, um, yeah, much much the same. We, we've done well to keep hold of um, most of our squad. I think they get a good experience with us in terms of coaching and um, being part of a, of a big club. So, the lure was there a little bit from some other Peninsula clubs, but um, yeah, they decided to, to stay loyal to us, which is obviously to our benefit and hopefully further down the line to the first team's benefit as well. So, yeah, great to keep them all with the club, really. Mm. And we we hear from various clubs that um, quite often the, the second team and the first team are, are quite separate units. At St. Austell, is it a, what I would call a, a proper club? You know, do you sort of work together? Do you have discussions with the first team manager? And do you recommend players that, you know, can get the chance or what? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um I like to think we've got one of the best relationships between second and first team at any club in Cornwall, really. Um, Chris and I got on well before he, he got the, the manager's role this year, obviously from the last time. And before that, he was the manager of the reserve team when I was playing for them. So um, he's someone that I've always discussed football with. So, um, yeah, we're in regular contact, probably a little bit too much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, he, he's always willing to, to offer our lads the opportunity. And, and also... Um, when we're struggling for players and he's got players who are on the bench for the first team, they drop back down with us. For example, Kieran Powell, who I mentioned, uh, he played for us on Saturday, given that we were a centre-half light and um, he was going to stick with Martin Giles and Tom Chambers from the win against Falmouth on Wednesday because they were both excellent you know, and no need, no need to change that. So the, the, the arrangement that we have is it's better off having a player to start in a game like, like Kieran, especially when we need him, than him sitting on the bench for Chris and maybe playing a, a little bit towards the end because for, for defenders it's difficult to get off the bench and, and play isn't it a lot of the time mm, yeah that's right so yeah the relationship's great really and, and the club are really supportive of both teams and that's something that's that's key to the success of both teams really is that the committee and 
the chairman um, are very supportive of both teams. And then we've obviously got the ladies team as well now. So, um, yeah, the club's sort of growing and expanding in, in that sense. So, yeah, all good on that front, I think. Oh, yeah, I've forgotten the ladies. So that's a new new team uh, and they're, what, in the in the Cornwall League or whatever it is? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I don't think they started their league campaign yet. I think it's just for playing friendly. But, um, yeah, that's managed by a chap called Simon Parnell who used to work with the Fargal ladies. Uh, and another lad, Ben Cooper, who's, who's his assistant. So, yeah, they've been really pleased with the, with their pre-season and the start that they've made there. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when their season starts, but, um, yeah, they're sure to be competitive, I think, at the top end of that league by the sounds of it. And St. Austin, as as a town, I mean, I can remember when I was a, a young lad, you know, the, it was the hotbed of Cornish football. There were loads of brilliant youngsters coming through. It sounds as if it's very much still the case, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think a lot of that comes from, as I mentioned, the strength of some of those youth teams. So Charlestown Youth has, has been a, a brilliant um, youth club for, for many years. I, I played for them when I, when I was first starting out and many of the, the good players who played for St. Austell, you know, Neil Slateford, Ollie Brokenshire, lads like that from the local area have, have, all, have all played for those clubs. Paul Kerris was another one that I know Ollie and Neil played for um, back in the day. And there's other, Pregorek's got a really good youth setup as well. Um, I know there's one developing down at St. Blasey as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's part of it, is there's a, there's a good youth football structure in the area which helps to support our reserve team. We've done that an awful lot and then hopefully see into the first team. And I think what Chris has done this year in particular is brought in some some younger players, not necessarily all of them from the Sonofto area, but he's freshened up nicely at the bottom end. Um, with some young players like the Turner brothers who've, who've made a really good impact for the first team there. And then obviously the few that I mentioned that have stepped up from me as well. So I think it's important to have a, a, a core of local young players in, in any team, really. I think it helps to get people to come to watch the games because they can relate to, to some of the lads playing and they, they know most of them as well. So I think it's definitely something that's important to be a successful club. And and obviously there's a good working relationship between you and these other clubs because obviously you haven't got a, a sort of a youth setup directly linked to St Austell Football Club, have you? Well, I mean, like I said, we've got an under 15s team who's who's gone up through. Um, we did have an under 16s team a few years ago, so you get the odd team that that we have. Like you mentioned, we don't have that structure all the way up through the age groups, mm. like something like Charlestown or Tregoric do have, and I think. One thing that helps is that Tregoric and Charleston don't have men's teams. Yeah. So they're looking for a progression route for their players to step up into. So they're more than happy to work with us, I think. Whereas if they did have their own men's team, then there might be a bit of friction there with, with where the players step up to once they <laughs> turn 16. So, yeah. yeah, it works pretty well, I think. OK. And uh, back to uh, St. Austin and football. You're playing tonight, Friday evening, fixture against Sticker. Now, yep. what, what do you know about them? Um, so I know quite a bit actually because we've, we've taken a few of their players in the past <laughs> um, so yeah obviously a few of the lads have played for, for Sticker um, in the past I've, I've watched them a few times as well in, in that some of the lads mates were playing so I've gone up to have a look at them um, I don't think they've had the best of starts but they've had quite a tricky start I think uh, so Paul Paro they've they got a bit of a hide in there but you know, obviously as I mentioned Paul Paro always a good side um, I think they're very much a young side and almost kind of replicating what, what we did a few years ago when I took over of, of just bringing in loads of young players and seeing how they progress. So I think 
from what I picked up from Matt Pengelly at Paul Perro was that they, they started the game really well and really brightly um, and really positively and then just kind of faded towards the end of the first half um, due to their lack of experience a little bit. So um, it'll, it'll be an interesting game to, for, for us, but I, I think they'll be up for it. Obviously, everyone who, who comes to um, to Polter, it's a bit of a cup final for them, um, especially for younger players. So we'll have to be um, bang at it to get a result, I think. Right. OK, well, best of luck for the season, Mark. And uh, no doubt we'll be speaking um, as you keep on this, this uh, you know, sort of title run. Now, when was your last league defeat? Uh, last league defeat, uh, that would have been Plimstock back in February, I think. Ooh. Um, so, so quite so, a yeah, long run. Yeah, right on a decent run with, with that. Um, what we did really well from that defeat was we bounced back um, straight after that and went on another winning run. So um, the lads have got a really strong characters in that sense. So, um, yeah, hopefully if, when one does come along, which it's going to, they'll react in, in the same way as they kind of did from the parent ball defeat, really. They they bounced back really well in that first league game. So, um, yeah, it's going to come at some point again, but I, hopefully the lads will cope with it and go on another run if it does happen. But Yeah, talking about parent ball, I, I, I bet you were probably surprised to see they lost their first league game 4-1. Yeah, definitely. Having said that, though, you were there, weren't you? And I think in the first half, we could have easily been a few goals ahead ourselves. So I think that's probably what happened to St. Day. They took their chances like we didn't when we played them. Mm. Um, and it might have been a different result for us when, when that happened. But I, I think everyone still believes that they're the, they're the favourites to win that league. I, I was really impressed by the way they turned it round in the second half against us. And they're very experienced and got lots of players who been there and done it a number of times so as we did as I mentioned from that Plimstock defeat I'm sure they'll bounce back in their next game this week um, and and certain to be up there at the end of the season with the quality they've got on the side You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix Well there's uh, there's Mark he's obviously a happy man St Austell played 4-1-4 and looking as if they're going strong again this season I'm lost for ages so um no, who, who's going to do it to them? Who's going to do it to them? We don't. Yeah. We might know at some stage, but um, let's uh, hear what you got to say about the West Division. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, good league as well, David. Good, good start to St. Perrin's League, David. I've, I've, I've enjoyed the games I've seen. I mean, it's a good few days for uh, Penryn, who go to the top of the table. Uh, they beat Ludgeford three-one on Saturday with man of the match, Bradley Lever scoring twice. And then they followed that up on Tuesday night uh, with a, a ruthless 7-0 win at Redruth United, mate, at Clyde Croft. Um, strikers Jack Rapsey and Ryan Reeves scored two goals each in that game. Um, I'm, I might not be 100% right here, Dave. I think I'm 99% right. But I think Ryan's second goal, mate, in that one, is his 203rd goal for Penryn. And it beats Stives, Andy Stivey, mate. I think it beats his record. Yeah, I think so, um, Harry Pope <clears throat> has put that out there somewhere that uh, you're quite correct in saying that. That that is yeah. that is fact. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jack mentioned it. He said, you know, Reevy, because I know when when Reevy scored his second goal, mate, he ran behind the goal and, and sort of gave Stives an hug, mate. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that that was quite not quite nice, really, mate, to see that. So, so. Uh, yeah, he was certainly he was electric. <laughs> First fifteen minutes, mate Ryan flipped the net. 
Lee sort of set two up and scored the other one. But uh, but yeah, so that was a good win for Penryn, gone top of the league. And and then Mully and mate are the only other team with a hundred percent record. They uh, they had two good wins, mate. Um, two 0 at home to St Agnes on the Saturday with a couple of late goals. Um, and then on Tuesday night they had a, a really good win at Alston in the local derby at Callaway Park. They had a 3-2 victory there. Um, they come away. I think they weathered a bit of a Alston storm, mate, but hung on to win with Jacob Lug netting twice in that one. Uh, Hale, mate, they drew two at home versus Wendron and then lost 2-0 at Luggan to drop off the top of the league. I think you was at that game, Dave, weren't you? The, yeah. The yeah. Luggan Hale, Hale, yeah. So they they were at the top of the league, but I think they dropped down to about fifth, mate. But... Um, and Perrin Porth, mate, there, obviously, you know, ominously, mate, uh, back to winning ways, mate. They're back on track after losing their first game, sort of surprisingly, and just since they, um, they're back on track, winning 3 1 against Halston on Saturday, then a thumping 8 0 win in their local derby at St. Agnes. Uh, a familiar name, hey, from last season's podcast, mate, um, Luke Ward. Uh, a player I rate really highly, mate. You know, one of my favourite local players. He, he scored twice, mate, in both games, Warty, mate. So I thought he was packing up. He told me he was as well, Dave, yeah. He said he's uh, had enough now, mate, and um, he's going to drop down and play for the reserves, I think he said, mate. But but no, no, mate, he obviously... He's still he's, you know, still a good player, I think, Dave. I, I, you know, I think he'd be wasted, really, in, in Trelawney League, mate, to be honest. So, yeah, but you're biased anyway, aren't you? Because you only like strikers. Yeah, I am a, yeah, I am a bit, I must admit. Yeah, I, I do only tend to, yeah, try and notice. Uh, <laughs> I try and notice the other players, but, yeah, I am, I am a bit biased towards strikers, mate. But, yeah, so, yeah, good to see Luke still playing good level anyway, mate. And and the uh, four mentioned St. Dave, mate, they had a good win again. 2-0 at, uh, at Luggan on the Saturday. Uh, new striker, mate, from St. Just. Um, top scorer in the combo last year, I think, Jack Willis. Or, or was it Reeve? Yeah, it was Ryan Reeve, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think so. But, uh, but yeah, but... Um, Someone said they had 44 each, didn't they? But I, I think Reezy won it, mate. But, but yeah, but um, but Jack Willis, yeah, I mean, you know, good goal scorer, mate. He scored. And, and sub, mate, substitute, Chris Shackley, mate. Oh, right. He scored about, yeah, scored about 65 goals for three milestone reserves last season, mate. He, he come on he come on and scored so, for St. Dave, mate. So, Jack, Jack Willis, you said, is playing for St. Yep. Dave? Yes, mate. Well, you know the game you watched at Home Four? Yeah. He played in that, mate. Did he? Yeah, I know. I know it wasn't his best game, to be fair, mate. So, did he, so, he uh, didn't score, did he? No, he didn't, mate. No, he, 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 was, he was a little bit quiet in that one for him, mate, actually. He played up front with uh, Dan Richards, who sort of stole, stole the show a bit, didn't he, mate? Dan, oh, that right. night, mate, with his two goals, didn't he? But, but yeah, Jack played in that one, mate. Oh, I shall have, have to have a look at my photographs. See... What number was yeah. he then? I think he was number eight, mate. Number oh, right. eight, I think he was that game. Yeah, because I think Dan was nine, wasn't he? So where does he um, live then? What, Shackers, mate? No. Um... Oh, Jack, yeah. Yeah, I think Jack. He, I think he is. Yeah, I think he's a Penzant sort of lad, mate. You know, down that way, so... So what's he yeah. doing, playing for St. Day? Bit of a trek, mate. Yeah. Uh, don't know, mate. Don't know, mate. Um, mm. 
I don't know if Joff's got a sponsor or something, <laughs> mate. <laughs> but it is a, to be fair, it's a lovely setup at St. Paddy Day, isn't it? So, nice place to play your football, isn't it? If you, you mm. know, but yeah, a bit, bit of a trip, mate. But, right. um, okay. But yeah, yeah, good win at Luggan for St. Day, mate. Local derby ish, mate, isn't it? So, and, um, where, where have I lost me? Playing the yeah, Falmouth, mate. They had a nine goal thriller at Bickland Port, mate. Uh, they beat Mousel 5-4. Um, Brody Kemp for Tang and Jason Simmons for, for the Seagulls both had hat-tricks, mate, in that game. Um, and Mousel bounced back on the Tuesday night, mate, to win their Penwith derby with Ludgevin, uh 2-1 at Trungle Port, mate. And uh, Ludgevin lost the Hurlers, mate. They've now lost... Uh, all three of their games, but they're not bottom, Dave. Uh, uh, rather surprisingly, um, that stat belongs to Alston at the minute, mate. He's lost all four games. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I'm a bit weird. surprised about that. Yeah, I thought I, I am. Mate. I, I mean, it's a false position, Dave. And, and if ever there was one, to be fair, I think they've had quite a hard start as well, haven't they? But but uh, but they got Penry away on Saturday as well, so. Ooh. They've had a hell of a hard start, mate. But, I mean, that's a top three bottom day, that one. But, I mean, you know, it, it, it's never, you know, Alston are never going to be. It's, it's, it's a real false position, that was, mate. So, uh, well, I but, went um, to the, the on Tuesday when I watched a lug in against um, uh, Hale. That was, a, that was a bottom against top. So, there's hope for Halston yeah. yet? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Mate. It's early, early doors, Dave. And you can—I don't think you can really look at a league table until about what ten games, mate. Maybe. Yeah. You know, like ten games in. I mean, what's the St. Pyrrhus League West? There's 15 teams, isn't it? So you can't afford too many mistakes, mate. It's only a 28-game league, isn't it? But, but I still think you need ten games, don't you, to see who's doing what, really, mate? Don't you? So. I noticed yeah. um, in the Helston squad that played per port, they've got two guys called Williams, Alistair Williams and Fred Williams. Now, Williams, mate. Yeah, you you know Williams, don't you? I know Kenneth Williams. <laughs> oh, no, mate. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm doing carry on. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, right, OK. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, move on, move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, finally, mate. Uh, Wendron and Falmouth, mate, they're both unbeaten, but they've only, well, I was going to say only played two games each, but Wendron played last night as well, so they're three games unbeaten, actually, now. But, um, but yeah, they've, uh, they were both on four points, but Wendron played Perrin well last time and drew 2 2 at Perrin well. A friend of the show, mate, our old friend from last season as well, mate, Phil Reese opened the scoring. Did he? The, yeah, the evergreen Phil Reese, mate, to lash one into the net for Perrin well, mate, to, to open the scoring last night, mate. But did, it ended up. Uh, did, sorry, mate. Did we ever find out how old he was or not? No, no, we didn't, mate. I saw Reese as well, mate. Oh, you've seen Maybe. him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen him as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him next time, mate. I'm gonna ask him next time. Mm. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so he's uh, evergreen, mate. Still doing the business. Yeah. A little stat, Dave. I noticed the other night from the Redruth United Penring game, mate. There was a Lewis Pellow as a substitute on both benches. <laughs> <laughs> Spelt exactly the same as well. L E W I S. Yeah, right. Lewis Pellow. Yeah, there's only two Lewis Pellows. <laughs> That's just Tom goes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, 
But uh, yeah, games this weekend, eh? Um, I don't know really, Dave. Nothing really sort of jumps out at you, but there's some sort of tight-ish games, if you know what I mean. So, um, but I think I'm the two games in the East, I think, mate, to a point against St Morgan, perhaps, mate, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how far St Morgan have come, mate, you know, against a good tour point team yeah. up, uh, up at the mill there. Good and, show, uh, good show. Yeah, yeah, and, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, some classic old games here, Dave, I'm sure it's the, the old rivalry is still alive and kicking at reserve team level, Salt Ash against Liscard, Dave. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm sure, sure the two clubs are still big rivals at whatever level, mate, aren't they? Got to be. So yeah, so that one. And in, in the West, they same again, really, mate. There's some, there's some sort of nice, tight, close games, mate. But nothing really sort of jumps off the page. Yeah, I think maybe the one we just mentioned, you know, top v bottom, Penryn v Alston could be interesting, mate. Because that's never a top v bottom fixture, really, is it? So mm-hmm. you know, I'd expect Penryn to be up, up around the top, but you know, Alston, there's no way. You know, I think there'd be a top half side, Dave. So. With Scoffy and Goal, mate. The old mate Scoffy and Goal. So, mm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe that one, Dave. And uh, Team of the Week, Dave. Another another difficult, you know, couldn't really... It's just, I don't know. I've tried to take the Saturday and the midweek into account, and I think, in the East, mate, I think it's probably got to go to a couple of teams, really, mate. I, I couldn't split them, really. I've gone for St. Austell, obviously, with their 5-2 win at Polparo, and then follow that up with a 5-0 at St Dennis and, and to a point mate for the two 2-0 wins you know 2-0 at Sticker and even more impressively 2-0 at Salt Ash you know 6 points 2 clean sheets so I sort of shared it this week mate so no still and to a point mate in the East mm-hmm. and I've done the same in the West Dave really I couldn't I mean <clears throat> both both of these teams won 3-1 on Saturday and then they both had thumping away wins in midweek so and they, you know, sort of touted to be the sort of top sort of two, really, Dave, in the league. And that's Penryn and Perrin Porth, mate. You know, both had, you know, massive wins in the in the week and, and you know, two six points. So I think, uh, you know, probably Penryn and Perrin Porth in the West, mate, and Torfoy and Sinustal in the East, Dave, I think. Are you going to give it to Penryn every week or what? No, mate. No, definitely not. Mate. No, I think I think it'd be better, Dave. You know, when it's just that, just the Saturday games, mate. You know, because with the two games, and you know, I was a little bit harder to choose, isn't it, with the midweek <laughs> ones as well? Because like, you know, some teams getting too good results. So, okay. No, nah, no, nah, try not to be too biased, Dave. If I can help it, mate. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's not forget, it's the Friday fix, and there's a Friday game in the uh, SPL. Is it, mate? Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you're going to be upset in St. Austin again. Oh, St. Austin playing, are they? Friday night. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are, mate, aren't they? Yeah, they're so... at home, they're at home to, to uh, hold on, mate. I think so. Yeah, they're at home. Oh, yeah, mate, they are, aren't they? They're, they're at home. Yeah, <laughs> they're at home to sticker reserves. That's the one. Local derby, mate. That's it, mate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you for that, rapper. You, is that Pleasure, it? Is that it? Is that... Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's virtually it for this week, mate. Right. Well, thank you for the uh, Superior League. It's a busy old league at the moment in both the Superior is, and the uh, Southwest Peninsula.
your Cornish, Cornish podcast. With that, it's time for Phil Hiscock, Secretary of the Kitchen Kit Limited Southwest Peninsula League. And uh, as you sh- hopefully know by now, Phil's with us every week. Did you know that rapper or not? That we have Phil, mate. Yeah, yeah we have part it. Of the furniture, mate, isn't he? Part of the furniture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, part of the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he's with us every week, keeping us up to date with the league. And it's a special Saturday this week uh, FA Vars football. Well, what's your uh, Southwest Peninsula League week look like then, Phil, since we last spoke? I've uh, been fairly busy. Um, seen a fair few goals, some of them perhaps far too many on uh, last Saturday. I. I managed to watch one of the double-figure scores we've had this week in that I watched Bobby Tracy 10 from a marginal nil on Saturday, um, which was a bit demoralising, although I was pleased to see that they bounced back on and got their first win on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, really? It is, it is. And then last night I was uh, down in Cornwall on one of my late-night trips to St Blasey versus Mousel, which was an entertaining game. Good game. Yeah, low-scoring game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it was nice, it was nice. Um, to be fair, I mean, are a quality outfit and you can see the way they, they retain the ball, that they've got that sort of uh, ability to, to train almost full-time, I guess, for some of them. Mm. Um, uh, and St. Blasey had to work damn hard to sort of match them, well, they didn't match them because they lost, but, but to stay in the game at least. Mm. Uh, I was looking up just now, being really stupid, um, because I was thinking, what's the odds on a nil-nil draw this season? Of course, I've seen one, haven't I? You have, <laughs> yes. you have, yes. Yeah. Could, could uh, that be the only one, I wonder, for the whole season? <laughs> it seems that way at the moment. <laughs> many, many years ago, when the, the late Mike Wilson was league treasurer, uh, instead of having so much money into fair play, we had £2 per goal. Oh, yes, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I, I think... Dear old Mike would be having absolute kittens <laughs> if he was around now. <laughs> yes. But, yes, the Treasury wouldn't have liked that idea very much. Uh, your listeners might be interested in a very funny story. I, I don't think it's legal anymore, but <laughs> there was a, a game at Busby Salterson where the, the, the referee had stopped the game for a player injury and they, they restarted with a drop ball and he smacked it in and it went in over the keeper's head for a goal. Uh, and then Budley allowed the opposing team to walk through and score an equaliser. Oh. Uh, dear old Mr Wilson was most upset that that cost the league four pounds. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, and one final thing about the week that's been, uh, I've seen that uh, you personally are very passionate about uh, the uh, situation at Bury. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I think it's, it's all very well to, to blame the, the Bury owner and he, he clearly obviously is, is some sort of charlatan character. Uh, and it, it, and obviously football league clubs we know can be badly mismanaged because lots of them are uh, but the FA have a full time compliance unit which is meant to do all this they have these fit and proper persons tests um, the situation has dragged on quite clearly I mean we know that Ryan Lowe has been at Argyle now for several months hasn't he and mm. he, he obviously left Bury because he knew exactly what was going on there um, and I just don't think that the authorities have taken their share of the blame. Um, uh, I, I just think it's, you know, that could be anybody's club, couldn't it? it could, yeah. uh, and it, I feel for the people in the town. Um, uh, and what sort of drags it on? I, I noticed very quickly, I flicking through the online stuff this morning, and there, there's two 
two businesses or two people that are still sort of trying to buy the the club and yeah, trying to get the uh, well, EFL to to uh, you know uh, uh, change the decision. The case, as it were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's also the situation there where Bolton Wanderers have been allowed to carry on and play games and get attendances where Bury haven't, and yeah. I, I just think. I won't be quite blunt about it. I, I just think that the, the authorities haven't taken their share of the blame. No. Um, and you know, if, if we're a much, much lower down the food chain at our level, but you know, I look back to 12 months ago and what we did with Ludgeford, and you know, there, there were people there saying, "You know, put them out of their misery, put them out of their misery." But we 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 persisted with it. We kept them playing. We kept them alive. Mm. Um, and you know, I still think the authorities could have kept Barry alive. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move on. Uh, this Saturday, of course, it's FA Vars Day for a lot of clubs uh, mm. in the peninsula, and uh, um, hopefully, it's going to be a bit of a geography lesson now for me, Phil, uh, with, with you, <laughs> hope, you know, providing the answers. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> now, a few that sort of stand out. Uh, let's kick off with Bodmin Town. They're off the Bishop Lydiard. Where yeah. is that? Right, actually, I went there only a season or so ago. There, at Western League had a ground top, and, the, and Bishop's Lydia were home on the Sunday, so I popped up. It's actually not that far. It's it's go to Taunton, uh, turn left, and Bishop's Lydia is famous. Uh, and I'm, you're you're going to hate me for this, I know, <laughs> for being the t- the southern terminus of the West Somerset Railway. Ah, which, yes. Which goes from Bishop's Lydiard up to Minehead. Right, OK. So, bit so of a... it's, it's not actually that far a trip for Bob Mim. Right, OK. That's that one. Farmer Town mm. and Helston. Now, they're both on their travels and end up, mm. I, I think, not too far away from each other at Bristol Telephones yeah. in Canesham Town. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. I, I, I've not actually been to Bristol Telephones, but obviously by his name it's in Bristol somewhere. <laughs> um, Canesham I have been to. They're a well-established club. Uh, they're, they're just to the sort of into Bristol and, and turn out to the right, as it were. Um, interestingly, Canesham are one of the handful of clubs with a full um, 3G authorised pitch for FA use. Oh, yes. So, Helston will, I presume, Mr Massey, because he's always so organised, has, has got them training on on AstroTurf or plastic, whatever it's called these days. Well, we'll hear later on, on the podcast uh, what mm. they're doing in preparation for that. So, yeah. uh, when I talk to Mark Goldsworthy. Now, yeah. Millbrook, they travel to... Am I right in suggesting the Cathedral City of Wales? Is it Cathedral City? Yes. Is it, what, is it Britain's smallest city, I believe? Oh, yes, I think you might be yeah, right. I think, I think it is, isn't it? It's a very nice cathedral. Um, yeah, and again, that sort of... Well, streets are just down the road from Wales, and which is where Crediton are at. So, that, that again, they've got a couple of peninsula teams sort of almost on the doorstep of each other. Uh, so it's sort of Clark's Village area, isn't it? It's Again, it's, it's not the furthest they could be made to travel. I, I think, actually, Helston to trip to Canesham is probably the... Well, it is certainly the, the longest trip on Saturday. Right, OK. And actually, going back to Bristol Telephones, I must admit, when I saw the draw, I thought, Bristol Telephones? I've never heard of that side. I mean, is it a fairly new club? Yeah, been... they've only been in the West League a couple of years. Uh, years ago, when I was involved with, with uh, Hebertry United in particular, I, I, I visited a lot of Western League grounds, and because Bristol Telephones w- weren't in the league at that stage, they're, they're a club that have come along in more recent years. Right, OK. And you, you mentioned Wells, uh, the smallest city. Smaller than Truro? I believe so. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll have to... We'll have to 
do some googling and uh, <laughs> maybe maybe do a, a, a quiz for rapper on cities or something. That's true. That's true. I, he, he won't know the answer. Though. That's the problem. Yeah. But did uh, you know Britain's most northerly city with a football league or a professional club is Elgin City? There you are. Right. Well, he might know that because he's quite <laughs> up to date with his Scottish football. So. Uh, well, there you are. They yeah. Are for Elgin City. That's right. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> right. A, a little bit closer to home, um, and it's actually involving two Peninsula sides. Liscard have a tough draw at Bobby Tracy, don't they? That that's yes. a standout sort of all uh, Peninsula tie. It, it I think. is. It is. And last year the two played each other. Um, so it's a reverse of last year's fixture. I think last year they met at Lucks Park. This time the. the meeting at Bobby Tracy. Um, yeah, that will be a, a tough game for, for both teams because this guard are no mugs and Bobby Tracy have certainly got off to a, a, a flying start. Good. And we know uh, already the second qualifying round ties. That's mm. on your mm. league website. So anyone yes. who wants to know who they're going to get if uh, when they win can instantly yeah. tell uh, from there. Um, is there extra time, replay, penalties? What's right, the situation? The situation with the FA Vars is that you have to have extra time. That's mandatory. So it's three o'clock with extra time. And then in addition to that, clubs can pre-choose before the game whether to have a midweek replay or to agree to have penalties. And I'm just looking at my list. I'm aware of three ties where they've already agreed to have penalties on the first instance. Funny enough, one of those is Bobby Tracy versus Liscard. There's no replay there. Uh, Launceston versus Cheddar, they've agreed to have no replay. And Welton Rovers versus Newton Abbott Spurs is the third. Right, OK. All the others would be a, a midweek replay on sort of Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on which the, the home club's regular night. Right, OK. And where are you off to then? I'm off to one of the Vars ties. I'm um, not going too far, but I'm getting a chance to see uh, a team I haven't yet seen this season. I'm going to watch Columpton Rangers versus Newquay in the oh, Vars. Oh, yeah, so I haven't seen the Peppermints in action this season. And uh, it, with a sort of, sort of 12 miles or so from home, it would be rude not to. And one of a handful of all Peninsula ties. Yeah, there are three East v West. So we'll, we'll see who, who sort of get to the, the, the nod on that one on because obviously somebody will win 3-0 or 2-1 on that one yeah um, Who, uh, who's the third Albert against Saltash Albert and Saltash is the yeah. third one yeah yeah. Right. Well yeah that's going to be close as to which way it goes east or west uh, what's yeah. your money on I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be a homer here I'm going to go 2-1 to east yeah, I think the one that could swing it is the Columpton Newquay one, to be honest. That's the one I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, that's that, right. That one could, because again, although they've, they've obviously, those two teams would have played each other each year for the last few years, they, they won't meet in the league this season. But uh, it, it, in some ways, from my point of view, it's nice to, that the teams in East and West are still meeting each other in cup competitions. Yeah, and, and, and Columpton actually have had a, a quiet start, haven't they? Yeah, because they, they were tipped to do well. I mean, Chris Todd has been playing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they've signed Ethan Phillips, who's got a good track record as a striker, but it doesn't seem to have, have clicked for them so far. No, that's right. OK, um, well, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, we wish everyone in the Vans, obviously, all the success they can, and uh, it'd be nice to see a Peninsula side in the final. Is it, uh, is it possible, do you reckon? Uh, every year I get a nice invite to, to the non-league finals day and you get very well looked after but I, I, I'm always a little bit jealous looking around at the league 
committee of the, the two teams that have reached the final and the fact that their whole committee get a table to themselves at the dinner rather than sort of two tickets at, at the end of the table. <laughs> um, course, a few years back, St Austell teased us, didn't they, yes. reaching the semi-finals. Yes. Um, it, it's certainly something I would like to see. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Let's keep our fingers crossed anyway. Yeah. OK, yeah. thanks for that, Phil, and we'll speak again next week. Will do. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Thanks to Phil there for um, bringing us up to date uh, with everything happening Peninsula-wise and um, and obviously a bit of a lowdown on some of the FA Vars venues. Uh, a big competition this, isn't it, Rappo? I, I love the yeah, FA Vars. I, I do, Dave, yeah. Love it, mate. Love it. Had some good days in it, mate. Some good old days, some lovely trips away, mate. Some lovely memories, mate. I've had in the past, mate. Yeah. Um, who's your game? Any any sort of game that um, you would fancy going to watch if you could? <clears throat> yeah. I, I was just looking down through here, Dave. Actually, mate, I, I reckon our teams will do well weekend, mate. I, I think Bodmin will win at that Bishop's Lydiard, mate. Mm-hmm. Falmouth will definitely beat those Bristol telephones, Ooh, mate. You know, Falmouth got a few. Falmouth got a couple injuries though. Have they? Lost I against Godolphin. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was shocked with that one, actually. I was shocked with that one. But um, tough place to go there, isn't it? To Godolphin sometimes, mate. Mm. So, you know, good result for Sids and that. But West Westy will probably play at Bristol Telephones and get at trick, mate. Mm. Himself in, if they should. But um, Nuki Columbia, mate, will be tight. I think Nuki might nick that. Yeah. Nuki might nick that, mate. And. And then we got, I think Launce and Cheddar might be the the, the difficult one. They that Cheddar are sort of flying, mate, isn't they? Flying. Oh, um, I thought I thought you were going to bring in a joke or something there. To be honest. Yeah, but... no, no. I was trying to think of one, mate. But, um, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Mate. I, I thought I'd done enough damage today with me, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think um, be a good result for Launce if they could beat them, mate. But. And even Alston, mate, you know, up Kenshin, mate, on the old 3G. Mm. Lovely setup up there, Dave. I don't, have you, you been Kenshin, mate? Uh, been I don't think I have, no. That's right. Uh, nice, nice grow, mate. Yeah, 3G, but massive, great sort of stand on one side of the pitch, mate. Oh, right. So, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think Alston, I don't, I don't know, mate, they're Premier League, aren't they, Kenshin? But I think Alston could go, you know, after that 11-0 midweek, mate, they're going to be buzzing, aren't they? Mass yeah. will get them well up for it, Mass and Lee, so... Yeah, I reckon Alston might nick that, mate. And then, so I think so. Ash will obviously win at Albert and mate when they have already scored six goals there, mate, and they pre-season. Yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, I think Liscord might struggle, but Bovey, mate, they're a good good side, aren't they? That'll be an interesting, season. won't it? Because uh, Bovey yeah. are doing well in the East Division, yeah. so uh, yeah, yeah. They seem to have signed a lot of players, though, don't they, Bovey? You know, on the transfers you do mm. on the forum, mate. You know, they go down through, and Bovey seem to be signing. Everyone, didn't they, in the summer? So, <laughs> yeah, could be a good win if Liscard, but, but you know, I sort of, apart from probably Liscard and Lonson, mate, you know, I think would do brilliant to win their games. I think the rest could could easily come through, mate, with a bit of luck. Yeah. You haven't mentioned uh, Tor Point at Ilfracombe and Millbrook at Wells. Now, Tor Point, no. they lost again midweek. Yeah, weird one, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Weird, that is. Dave Mil- Milbrook seems to be doing better than Tor Point, actually, don't they? Yeah, well, I did text to uh, Maka um, after that win to tell him that Milbrook are top of the league, and uh, yeah. he was quite happy with that. 
So uh, yeah, yeah, good for him, mate. Yeah, good for the club. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so um, actually, that quite nicely brings us on to uh, predictions, doesn't it? Um, this is that's another thing as well, Dave. Oh. As if me better, as if me better the week, mate. What? <laughs> you know, if I wasn't upset enough, mate, you, you've you've got another one, Dave. Oh, not you're another flying. one, no. You're out, you're out, mate. You're five one up now, mate. Ooh. You're Ooh. You're, ta- you're taking me to the old cleaners here, mate. I reckon <laughs> I might have done enough to win it. Yeah, it's going to take a bit of uh, clawing back. What was it last season, mate? Six four to me, wasn't it? And that yeah. was like that took us about what twenty three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and you were five one up already, Dave. Five so, one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're flying, mate. You got the uh, which one did you get right? Oh, the Varian, mate. Varian Padstow one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think three that, one. Yeah, I I think everyone could see that was going to be three one. Really, mate? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I did go for four two. I got the gap right, but <laughs> wrong scoreline. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The All right. Fancy the minutes to the score. Yeah. All go right. On, Dave. So this week then, uh, who do we have? Whose turn is it to go first? Um, I think it's mine, mate. Actually, I think you went first. That's it, didn't you? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's rightly so. It's the FA Vars. Bobby Tracy against Liscard Athletic. Yeah, yeah. Um, love to see this guy do it, mate. And, you know, with James Lorenz in their side, mate, you've got a chance, haven't they, really? You know, if he's on fire. But I'm going to go 4-2, Bolvey Tracy, Dave. Ooh, right. hope not. hope not. But I've just got a feeling, you know, they're flying, aren't they, in the, in the east, aren't they? So. They're flying, but Liscard have uh, turned their season around since uh, that first defeat in the first game against Sinorstal. Um James yeah. Lorenz is back on song, so I'm going to go for Liscard to win 3-2. I hope so, mate. I hope so, Dave. Well, you just said 4-2 to Bobby. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, that's what I think, mate. <laughs> but, I, I, but I'm obviously, you know, I want the coolest team to win every time, mate. Every okay. time. Yeah. Right, South West, uh, uh, South West Peninsula League, Premier West... Uh, there are a handful of games uh, because not everyone's involved in the Faz this week. Um, Penzance against St Dennis. Now, whew, can Penzance bounce back after that 11 yeah. nil defeat? Um, St Dennis have actually, well, I think they were struggling for players a little bit, weren't they? In their game up at um, Liscard, I think they had either the very 11 or 12 at most. So, um, so perhaps they're not. Uh, so convenient for all the players midweek but uh, yeah I'm going to this is a toughie I'm going to go to Dennis to win 2-0 2-0 eh mate yeah I've gone 3-2 mate St Dennis right I think there'd be goals in it mate but yeah like you said mate you know can can Renault get his boys uh, you know heads up after that sort of mauling at Elston mate innit Mauling, uh, yes. Lisa's at home, mate. Lisa's at home, innit? You know, I always find after a bad result, it's nice to, nice to have a home game, innit? Yeah. After, mate. That's right. But, okay. So, it's the East Division we're covering this week, or we're predicting this week. Um, Torpoint Athletic yeah. against St Morgan. Yeah, but both doing well, Dave, aren't they? Both 
you know, picked up good results the last couple of games. I, I don't know, mate. I, I like St. Morgan's game, I think. You know, like, I spoke to Ash, didn't we, last week? Ash picked no. He scored, actually, did not he? Yeah. Come on, sub and yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I liked St. Morgan. I watched them at Penryn in a friendly pre-season. I was, I was impressed with them, mate. I, I think they might go up there and get a, a, a Desmond 2-2, two -two, mate. <laughs> You've always got to have a 2-2, two -two, haven't you? Yeah, got a Just so that you can say trouble. that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you're obviously deciding it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close, but I'm just tipping the home advantage. But it's going to be a seven-goal thriller, 4-3 to tour point. Beauty, mate. Yeah. trick for Craig Allen, mate, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't put it past him, would you? No, that's right. <laughs> okay, over to the East Cornwall Premier and uh, who we got in this one? We have got Sit Minver against Foxhole. No. Uh, top, Foxhole. Top clash, mate. Top clash, isn't it? Uh, yeah, second against third. Um, yeah. Sit Minver, 100% record. So, mm -hmm. um, Foxhole, though. Um, just beginning to uh, click on now and 6 nil they won yeah. against Roach yeah. in their last game um, they're no bold mate. they're no bold are they actually they? <laughs> yes <laughs> no, yeah he, I think it's us He the, the couple of games yeah, we've seen is. him play he hasn't done that much has he um, no so, comes with a big reputation doesn't he and I think that what we watched him Three times, I think, Dave, haven't we? And he hadn't scored, has he? No, I don't think so. Mr. So, Benno, he hit the ball, I think, poor Benno, but uh, yeah, yeah, I like your name, Benno Bold. Benno got, Bold, yeah, he's got something about it, isn't it? So, yeah, has not it, mate? Yeah, and I think, uh, I think he'll carry Foxhole through on this one. Um, first defeat for St. Member 1 3, so it's going to be St. Member one. 1, Foxhole 3. Yeah, I've got, I've gone for a 3 all day. Oh, right. Yeah, I just think it would be a cracker this one, mate. You know, but I know the greens, the green lads, mate, that play for St. Mimmer, good players, mate. You used to play uh, youth football with Jack. And, um, yeah, I know a few St. Mimmer players. Nice little setup up there, they? St. Mimmer, so. Yeah. Nice box nets up there, mate. Have they got box nets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've had them for a couple of seasons, mate. Hmm. Yeah, they've got a really lovely pasty up there, Dave, I had. <laughs> Again, yeah, half-time. <laughs> I've probably had too many pasties, mate, but I remember that one being a good one. It was a cold day, mate, and I had a cup of tea and a pasty up there for about three quid, mate. Mm. Folks welcome, it was. Mm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'll go three all day, that one. Okie dokie. Um, it's, uh, no, we've just done that one. Uh, LWC yeah. Cornwall Combination League, Hale against Penryn Athletic. Well, Hale Reserves yeah. against Penryn Athletic Reserves, isn't it, if we're going to be precise? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, who's to go? You to go? Uh, yeah, me, mate, isn't it? Fifth, yeah, me. Um, yeah, no, Penryn's a uh, good side, though. They've got, they got Jorvo back as manager. In fact, um, oh, right. Hope he had to you know, sort of borrow a couple of the... I mean, Liam Jorvo's played the other night, mate, for the for the Penryn first team and that mate and you know the lads that come in always do well Lewis Pello uh, played as well come on a survey at the post so they got a good little side mate um, Penryn reserves but obviously Ale I think they've won four out of four Dave haven't they so far yep. top, top of the league so it's a tough one um, don't know mate I like Penryn don't really want to bet against them really they've got some good footballers <laughs> um, Jarvo back mate knows his I'm gonna, I'll go 4-3 mate I'll go 4-3 Ale 
just because they're at home, I think, mate. All right. Okay. Think it'd be a good one. Yeah, it will yeah. be some familiar names uh, scoring goals for them. Chris Bullock, of course, uh, that, that name knows yeah. plenty of goals, doesn't it? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Dad Perry, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I think because um, the manager there, Justin Millard, isn't it? Now, um, he's, I think yeah. he might have brought along a couple of the Penwith uh, Exile players. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so uh, they're going to keep their unbeaten record. They're going to win 3 0. 3 0, mate. 3 0. Okay, stop 10 men from scoring. Yeah. I would be allowed down well, into Kernick, Kernick Road, Brown, <laughs> next time I go there. So. Right, yeah. Dutchy Premier. And, uh, well, this is one of the leagues where there's not been that much action so far, has there? No. Um, and we've gone for Gunnis Lake against Holywell and Cubert. And if we look at the league table, um, Holywell played one, they're bottom, and uh, Gunnis Lake haven't played yet. So we've got mm. nothing to go by. I don't, who chose this game? Nah. Absolutely yeah, exactly. stupid. So, um, I think Holywell's only game was at Hammer in at Los Wivel, wasn't it, Dave? Was yeah. it the 9-0, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, 9-0, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. so they haven't played for two, uh, two weeks. Three weeks. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks yeah. ago, yeah. Two so, weeks, yeah. Well, oh, so we're, we're, this is pure blind. Um, yeah. So yeah. Gunners Lake, Gunners Lake to win it 3-0. Three 3-0, nil. Three nil. gone 4-1, mate. What, Gunners Lake? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 4-1. Righty-ho. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't picked the same uh, result yet, mate. No, it's that's a miracle. Right. Yeah, <laughs> one so, more to go. One more to go, and it's Division Two of the Trelawney League. And I thought, as we had uh, uh, Tony Howard on for the interview, uh, we would have Storm as the prediction. So Storm kick off this season, of course, and uh, they're at home to Three Milestone Reserves. Um, your your prediction? Yeah, yeah. It looks like. Chris Shapley might have gone from three milestone reserves days, doesn't it? Take his goals away. But but actually mate, my oldest lad, Ben, um his, his best one of his best mates plays for three milestone reserves, mate. Justin Pierce, he's a good goal scorer. So they still have goals in their team, mate. Um uh, I'm gonna Gonna so, so, say sorry to Tony, mate. Oh no, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, four two three milestone, mate. You just couldn't resist doing that, could you? Sorry, mate. Couple no. of Justin Pierce goals, mate. You, you know we we <laughs> might never get Tony on again, don't you know that? <laughs> sorry, Tony. Yes. Yeah. Well, sorry. What what score did you go? Um, four two away win, mate. Four Three milestone reserves. So not although only... they did lose six one last night, didn't they? At Chase Water, so. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm 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 going to go with Storm. I think uh, they deserve well, something. Uh, so, three-one storm. Three-one storm. Okay, mate. Good luck to them, mate. Good luck done to well, them. They? Yeah, they've done well. well. Yeah, Good luck well. for the season ahead. And uh, like I said to him, we'll be keeping an eye out for storm this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Keep an eye on their results. Right. So that's predictions. <laughs> Cracking on now. Yeah. Uh, what have we got? Two interviews left, and. Uh, now, last week, we brought you an exclusive from Andrew Bragg, the Kerno FA's director of football. 
I've got him back on as he has some more exciting news to tell us. So, firstly, congratulations on your 10-3 win last Sunday against the Chagos Islands, Andy. Oh, thank you very much, Dave. That was way, way more than we expected. The boys the boys are absolutely amazing. Considering they had all played 90 minutes the day before, I just thought the effort and commitment from the squad that turned out on, on Sunday was amazing. Yeah, um, just a shame. I was a bit disappointed there weren't a few more there watching, to be honest, but... Uh... What did you think? Uh, well, yeah, you and me both, Dave. Um, considering the last game there were 300 when we played Barawa, I was expecting somewhere near the same, but I think uh, with, the, with it being the bank holiday Sunday, the weather was beautiful. A couple of messaged me that they had to go to the beach with their missus and family, <laughs> which, um, you know, you, you, you can't argue with that. And also, I think that massive accident um, on the A30 um, deterred a lot of people. Um but the guy that's filming it for us, he he was coming up from Senan and he couldn't he, he didn't get there. He had to turn around after three hours in a queue. Right. So I think that might have deterred a few. Okay, but while that uh, while you were gaining that uh, well crucial points, we thought for the Kanifa World Cup qualification, is it uh, now changing in as much that the planned host Somaliland have pulled out of staging it? Um. Obviously, that was a big blow, and it's completely thrown the whole Kanifa organisation into turmoil at the moment. Um, there are a few a few places who are trying to put together bids to host the World Cup. Um, to be honest with you, uh, it will. I'm 99% sure it will be in Europe, uh, which logistically would make it a lot easier for us. Um, going to Somali Land was always going to be a bit tricky, um, not just with the logistics getting there, but also the safety. So the big question is, is there any chance that Kerno might be staging it? Well, how weird you should say that, Dave. Uh, we have actually got a meeting tonight uh, where we have got a, uh, a bid put together to put forward to Kanifa. Right. Obviously, normally this sort of event will take a year, 18 months to put together. Uh, we've got until next June. But obviously with Jason Heaton involved, Jason put on the 2018 World Cup in London, mm. um, along with a guy called Paul Watson, who's already made contact with us and said, anything we need to help put the, the, the World Cup on, he'd be willing to help us. Right. So um, we've, got, we've got people with experience that have done it down here. Um, so obviously it's something completely new to me, Dave. <laughs> and <laughs> so it sounds as if it might be a, a, an exciting few days uh, to decide or not. And, um, and I mean, it'll be a great coup for the current OFA, won't it? Oh, it'll be absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, I don't know what format Canepa would look to run it in, but even if it's a 16-team format, um, I, th I think it's something we can partner. We've got a guy working behind the scenes um, who, who thought Somaliland might pull out about three months ago, um, and he's been working on stuff, um, trying to get our bid together uh, since then. Right. Well, we wish you the best of luck on that, Andy, and uh, and keep us informed. Dave, look, thank you very much, mate. Thank you for all your support, and thank you for coming on Sunday as well. It's uh, really great to see people like you there, you know? Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Well, football could be coming home, rapper. Yeah, mate, that is quite exciting, mate, isn't it? I'll be, I'll be well up for a World Cup in Cornwall, Dave, and you. I'm all, I'm all for that, mate. 
all for that. Good luck to Braggy, mate, and all concerned, you know, I mean, he said they've had a meeting, mate, so I don't know how that went, but love to see it, Dave. Hey, Dave, you sure I wasn't right last week, and it? We did. You sure we played the Chagos and not Tragos, mate? <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the result, mate, I was, was going to text you and say, Are you sure it wasn't Tragos that we used to play? <laughs> but, um, no. but no, good, good to see. Good to see Kerno win, mate, wasn't it? Win's a win, isn't it? Against, yeah. You've still got to beat you know, whatever's put in front of you, haven't you? So, exactly. You can only beat who, you, you know, who you're up yeah. against. So, uh, exactly. So it was a win, and of well, that stage it was uh, you know important World Cup points. I'm not quite sure what's yeah. going to happen uh, uh, about the uh, about the finals, but let's hope. Let's hope that um, Jason Heaton and um, his merry gang of men can get something going there for Kerno FA. Yeah, that'd be yeah, it'd be cracking that day. Hopefully, everyone get behind it, mate, and. Yeah, I'd like to see that, mate. I'd like to see that. And as I think it was in the press conference before the game, uh, he pointed out that, you know, it's got to be good for, obviously, the football side of things, but especially good for the economy of uh, Cornwall as well. So, you know, bring down a few more people. Yeah. So, who we got? We've got... Who, who's who's left to, to interview? You've got the main man, mate, haven't you? The main man. The finale, the finale mate. Yeah, the last interview. Yeah, we ought you to got, build this up a little bit, really. I yeah. mean, well, firstly, on, what's I've what's got it? Here, mate. Should I do a drum? Yeah, well, go on then, go on then. Do a drum roll. <laughs> that sounds more like a train coming into a station, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what we can do about a drum roll, but. Yeah. Rappo, yeah, tell yeah. me what's what's it like to score a hat trick two days running? Yeah, it's decent, Dave. It, it is decent. I mean, I haven't done it like Goldie done it, mate. I remember um, I scored a hat trick for Falmouth once, mate. I think that was against Clist at home. We won four 0 and then we played uh, a Sunday league game, mate. And I, I had seven down Mulpers Park, mate. I think that was against St Kevin actually. Day we beat them nine one. So I think I had like ten goals in a weekend, but yeah. but uh, but yeah, nah, nice to you know. Obviously, Goldie's had a good what three games in five days, mate. And he yeah, but I mean, the... he he did he did his achievement was against Dobwalls, who, as you know, as you know, one of my well, they were my first club yeah. that I played for. So that's yeah. an amazing achievement to score three goals against Dobwalls, <laughs> and then in an international. He got yeah. another hat trick, so you can't top that, can you? No, no, I can't. I can't really, Dave. You, you can't top that, mate, can you? Three goals for your country, mate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we've got Goldie, Mark Goldsworthy, uh, on. We had him uh, interviewed in advance of him notching uh, 300 goals in the Southwest Peninsula League. Um, the phone line's a bit dodgy in places, but as uh, Goldie said, that's Port 11 for you. Not the only dodgy thing down Port 11, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> <Plain> <laughs> yeah, oh, and also, what well, we must remember, um, that uh, he's a newbie. Newbie to the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that, actually, Dave. I thought he... Yeah. Well, I've had... I think I've had have I had Liam Eddy on before? So yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed's just been on, mate. And yeah. I think that's what I was probably thinking of, mate. Because you always think of them two as a parent, like Dave. Yeah, yeah, as he mentions. So uh, <laughs> let's hear what Goldie's got to say. Uh, he's back on familiar territory at Helston, and as we know, still scoring goals. Yeah. 
Right, welcome to the Rapper and Deep Friday Fix, Goldie. Uh, how's life back at Helston for you then? It's, it's been good. It's just a bit disjointed. Um, and up and down pre-season, we've a lot of players missing, so we couldn't uh, we couldn't have a settled squad. So we're sort of trying to find our feet as the season goes on. To be honest, mate. Right. And do you feel with the? Uh, I mean, let's be fair. There's a fair bit of hype about. Helston Athletic Football Club hmm. and some of that obviously is brought uh, uh, on by uh, Steve who, who likes to you know give it the professional touch do you, do you feel you're there to be shot down though? Um, I think so uh, in some aspects um, Matt is, is so enthusiastic about about the football in general and uh, about Helston Uh which can only be a good thing for the club. What he's what he's trying to achieve down here, um, but yeah, we're we're kind of sat on a perch. Um, people seem to be talking about us a lot. Everyone wants to beat us. Which, if I was playing against Helston, I would too. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just we need to get it in our heads that we are there to be beaten, even though we haven't actually done anything yet. No, you know, it's just yeah, one of them things. Yeah, so am I right in thinking that that sort of adds a little bit of pressure to you every game, doesn't it? You know, if you are struggling, you know, you as a team struggling or you go behind, does that pressure automatically increase? Yeah, uh, I would say no, but especially because he's brought, Moss has brought in a few new faces, experienced heads to go with the youngsters. Um, I mean, I personally felt the pressure. Uh, since I've come in, um, so hopefully getting that getting that hat trick will settle me down a bit. Um, so yeah, it, it all goes with it to be honest. So just hopefully we can uh, we can kick on now and sort of relish the pressure mm. all over the squad, not do, just individually. We just know we need to play at a best our best level possible. You know, we all need to be on it all season, every game. It's just one of them things. That's the way it is. Right. And of course, you've already just touched on it. It was a good weekend for you last Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> uh, you got a hat-trick on two successive days. Yeah, doesn't happen very often, does it? <laughs> well, presumably you don't, play, you don't play often two successive days, do you? <laughs> no. Um, as I said to you earlier, my body, don't, I don't think it lets me anymore. I'm not that young teenager. I'm 28 now. Um, but no, it was, it was so enjoyable. Good weekend for... First of all, for Helston um, and me personally, and then I'm interested in what's going on with the whole Kerno thing. So I really wanted to play a part of it, even though I was a bit heavy legged. Right. And then to get another hat trick's a bonus. Yeah, which was the more competitive game, Dobbles or the Chagos <laughs> Islands? And 100% Dobbles. Yeah, yeah, which was a an absolute blessing because a lot of us had very heavy legs on Sunday <laughs> uh, against the Chagos Islands. Yeah. And of course, I think I'm. Am I right in saying that you're all about goals? Is that fair? I used to be, um, but I've, over the last couple of years, I wouldn't say I've lost the the hunger for scoring, but a part of me does really like the assist side of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a striker. That's what gives me the confidence. So the bottom line is, if if I score, the confidence will go sky high. So. Hopefully, I can kick on for get a couple more hat tricks. And of course, at the moment, you're you're not 
sort of partnering up with uh, Liam Eddy. Uh, he's yeah. uh, struggling. Well, not I wouldn't say struggling, but he's coming back from injury. Um, I guess in a way, you can't wait for him to be fit, can you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll take a lot of pressure off me. It's the same at St. Austell when he had his, his injury last time. Um, unfortunately, first pre-season friendly for Austin, um, he's got injured again. But hopefully I can, you know, the rest of the lads can be chipping in with goals at Helston. You know, we've got we've got goals from everywhere. A couple of the young boys, Kai Cornish, exciting player. Um, Matty Dye, Slates, Brokes. Hopefully they can chip in, um, you know, with the goal tally. So, and then when Liam comes back, I can maybe put my feet up for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You mentioned, obviously, the the names of players that have come with you from St. Austell. Now, uh, how long were you at St. Austell? About four seasons, was it? Uh, Three. Three 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 seasons. seasons. And I think I'm right in saying you went there to win things. Uh, You did, but are you... Not as much as I wanted. uh, Well, uh, that was going to be my question. Are you satisfied with what you achieved at St. Austell or did you just drop off a bit? On a personal level, yeah. Um, I scored over 30 goals every season. I had injuries every season. For the, that's never happened to me before. Um, but as a team, like I'll say it now, I look, looked around the change room at Sinosto and it, it's just quality everywhere. You've got match winners, defence right through. Mm. Um, and that was a luxury had at Sinosto. And that's why I think, I think we should have won more than what we did, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but for one thing or another we, we did I think we did underachieve but it, it was a great three years um, and we had a great group there yeah and did you realise that um, I, I mean I, I, I know I've asked you this before for the magazine but are you a, a player that actually keeps a record of, of, of your achievements or not you know in the, in, the, in the sense of number of goals scored that sort of thing or not um, I did but I guess, again, as I've got older, a lot of changes in life, a lot more important things to worry about, I suppose. <laughs> but I know I scored, when I left Helston, I was thinking the other day, I think I scored 312 senior goals for the club before I came back. Right. Um, but that's about the only personal record I, I can remember off the top of my head. Right, well... I did keep a, I did keep a scrapbook as well, but that's... Uh, yeah, that's quite a bit of a death, to be honest, at the moment. Well, you probably had too much to put in there. That's a problem. Yeah, I was filling them up a bit, Dave. <laughs> no, so I'm probably right in thinking in it. Do you, do you realise that actually when this season started, you were on 294 goals in the South West Peninsula League? Oh, OK. No, I had no idea. I knew I was, I knew I was in the 200s. Because um, Westfield will send me the odd stat with my name in like a... On some paper with like the goal scorers in the Southwestern League, yeah. And I, I know I knew I was over two hundred, but yeah, it's nice to be three hundred milestones just around the corner. Well, I was going to say, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is we're talking on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, this is going out Friday. By the time everyone gets to listen to it, you might be over that three hundred mark. Yeah, yeah, that that would be nice. Yeah, so I've got what another two together. Yeah, only. Oh, I might... I might not pass it now on Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> only, uh, only you, well, you haven't quite made it yet, but Adam Carter is the only one over 300 at the moment. So um, so uh, that's something for you to, to aim for. And uh, Yeah. Uh, and obviously, and did you also realise 
that last season, um, I mean, you, you hold the record for the highest goals in a season, in one season, in the Peninsula Division 1 West with 52. 52, yeah. Now, were you at all looking over your shoulder last season because James Lorenz was getting really close? Yeah, a few of the boys at St. Austin were river me um, <laughs> when we seen his name popping up. I, I played it off, Dave, but, you know, I was... Uh, Keep my fingers crossed. He didn't quite beat it. No, that's. I don't know. Eventually, just did he fall a goal short? In the end? Yeah, fifty-one. He finished on. So. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's not much closer than that. No, that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, that could go down in history as as the highest ever sc- uh, score in that division. Because obviously now you know there isn't a division one West. So, yeah. so you might go down in history as the highest ever goal score in that division. So, uh, that's something to tell your grandchildren about. But um, yeah, that's it. So. Moving on, Saturday, Canesham in the FA Vars. Ever been up there and played or not? Never. No. I just I just know they play on a, a 4G. Oh, it's yeah. something I don't really like. The thought of a competitive match on a 4G. But, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought you you would go very well on 4G, to be honest, if you don't mind me saying. No, I love, you know, I love it. More so winter time when the when the pitches are wet and soggy, defenders nightmare, and you just feed off mistakes. But I won't be getting that on a four G this Saturday, will I? <laughs> no. Well, you might be feeding off defenders' mistakes, hopefully. But uh, yeah. Uh, and what's the sort of preparation? Are you going up the night before, or is it? Yeah, yeah. Mass has been superb. He's um, we're going up. I think Friday afternoon, stopping off for a nice bite to eat. All the squad together. Um, and then the next morning, I believe we have um, like an hour just on a 4G up up near the ground. Right. Uh, just to prepare ourselves, really, give ourselves the best chance because it's something we're not, we're not used to. You know, you can train on it, but it's completely different to obviously the competitive side of the cup match. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's, it's really good preparation. So we've got no excuses. No, that's strange, isn't it? Because we all say that, oh, we we much prefer grass. But actually, probably these days, most teams do actually train on plastic, don't they? So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. OK, well, yeah. we wish you, obviously, we wish every uh, Cornish side in the FA Vars uh, a lot of success. Um, you went up to Churchy yeah, last season, didn't you? And lost, and, yeah. and they went on to win it. So, um... yeah, hopefully, Kinchin aren't as good as Churchy. Because... Uh... <laughs> They were ranked out the best non-league side I've ever played. Is that right? Do you know Do you know anything about Kane? You know, have you looked at where they are on the league table, that sort of stuff, or are you keeping away from it? Not at all. Um, I just think, hopefully, teams like Kane, they should be worrying about us. I think we focus on what we've got to do um, instead of hyping it up uh, and just go there with our game plan and leave them worry about us. Okay, that's great. That's a good place to end, and... Uh... Make sure you come back with a result. Lovely. Thanks, Dave. Your Cornish Yeah, good interview there, Dave, for Goldie, mate. I'll I tell you what, mate, he's, he's only 28, isn't he? He's got... He's got well, I was just thinking, though, I'm pretty sure I, I ended up with 455 goals, mate, in the old Southwestern League. And I reckon Goldie will go on and beat that, mate, when he, with his Peninsula goals, mate, to be honest. Ooh. I reckon he'll beat that easy. Don't yeah, know, because like, the, the only thing is, of course, Halston might be in the Western League next season. Oh, uh, yeah, true, mate. True. Yeah, that's true. But still, yeah, still. 
brilliant, really, mate. Three hundred goals, you know, still only twenty. You know, he's not probably not even in his prime, Dave. Really, as a striker, mate. I, you know, probably. Yeah. Thirty makes you still got your fitness. You know, your pace. Maybe thirty, thirty-one. You know, you think you're a bit more. Your head screwed on a bit more, mate. And as you get older, like Goldie said, as you get exactly, exactly like I was, Dave. You know, I was really selfish when I was youngsters. And then you go to, you know, well, I went to like Falmouth, Dave, and you, and you sort of, obviously, you play for a team that's winning the league, you know, Nuki as well, but with Trev when I was youngster. But you, you, you sort of appreciate the team a bit more, Dave. You'd rather win 1 0 and not score mm. than sort of, you know, sort of lose 4 3 and get at trick like I would have done before, you know, your selfish sort of side. But, but yeah, you do. But um, now I can see him beating me. 455, mate, that's for sure, mate. The way he's banging them in, mate. And not many box nets around in my my A day, Dave, to, to uh, stick a goal into, mate. Uh, well, Goldie must be. Uh, I wonder if there's many clubs he hasn't scored against uh, in in this Peninsula League because uh, obviously he did well when Helston were in the in the Division One West, yeah. as, as we said in the interview. So, um, I wonder if there's any teams he hasn't scored against yet. So, uh, nah, but great I achievement. Yeah, 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 great yeah, achievement. Yeah. Let's hope that um, he saved a couple for uh, the uh, FA Vars game against Canesham. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought that day actually at the start of the season. Mate, I, I don't know if you did, mate, because like you say, I'm always thinking of strikers, really. But I went when the, the when the new you know the new league set up and all day when you look down and you obviously people were saying about the big scores and, that, and I thought. You know, this is set up for one of the top, you know, a striker in one of the top sides, mate, like a Goldie or an Eds or a Ryan Richards, mate, to, to have a 50, 60 goal season, really, Dave, isn't it, in this new mm. league? Yeah, so true. So, you know, wouldn't surprise, yeah, wouldn't surprise me, mate, if someone gets a really high figure this, this season, mate, especially. How many, if, if you were playing now, how many would you be aiming to get, um, uh, you know, what would your season's target be? I think I think I'd probably if if I was if it was injury free season Dave which I didn't have many of but but um I I think I'd probably set it at sixty Dave sixty so yeah I used to sort of set it at forty in the old Southwestern League mate right you know with the thirty six game season but but I think you know with the all those teams coming up from the lower division and all Dave I I definitely you know I think I'd be happy once I pass the fifty mark mate but I think. I think I would probably would want to get sick, you know, throw in all the cup, senior cups, mate. You'd expect Alston to do well in all the cups as well, Dave, wouldn't you? Mm. So, 38 game season plus all the cups, you know, probably Goldie could play close to 45, 50 games, mate, couldn't he? So, you know, you'd think he'd easily, easily be better than a goal a game, mate, you know, with his scoring ratio, really. So, yeah, I probably would set it at 60, really, Dave, all I think. Right. Okay. Playing now, mate. Right. Sure was, mate. <laughs> well, there's your target, Goldie. 60 yeah. goals. 60 goals. Yeah. No. Surprise me if he gets that, mate. <laughs> anyway. The Eds is injured, mate, really, isn't it, mate? You know, sure one of them would uh, be out of rain there, mate. Yeah. So, Rappo, uh, <laughs> that's the interviews all done. So, um, yeah. no, you, well, I know where you're probably going uh, Saturday. Um, what game are you taking in? Yeah, yeah, Penrith again, Dave. It's worked out well, actually, because I haven't worked any of the last sort of four weekends, but I, I think it's time, you know, I think next week or the week after, mate, I'll, I'll be sort of working, so I'll be going to games up 
up east mate up this way I think they soon so I'll make the most of Jack's uh, matches while I can mate o- hopefully see him score past me old mate's coffee on Saturday mate of course you, you realise that if, if Jack scores a hat-trick or whatever we're going to have to get him on on the show don't you yeah, mate, yeah, that'd be interesting. He, he's, he's not the he's not the biggest talker in the world, mate. Eh? He's, he's a man of not very many words. So. Well, he probably doesn't get a chance, does he, when he's with you? No, that's true, mate. That's true. <laughs> that's what's, true mate. what's he like on impersonations? I, I don't know, mate. He, he has done a couple. He used to do good. Um, oh, what was the old uh, Only Fools and Horses, mate? Um, Del Boy. He used to good, yeah, he used to do good dial boy, I think. Now, I can't do it. It was like, you know, Rodney, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't right. quite do it as good as him. But, um, <laughs> oh, mate, you know, you asked a question, mate, in Phil's um, interview, mate, about uh, Wales. Is it as big as Truro? Yes. I actually went there, Dave, um, about five seasons ago. I didn't... Um, I didn't watch a match, but I did. You know what I'm like, mate. I popped in to have a look at the pitch, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's massive, Dave. It's a ma- it's a massive, uh, really wide pitch. Bit a bit of a bit of a dump, if I'm honest, mate. The, um, <laughs> the, the, sorry, sorry, Wales people, if you listen. Hopefully they won't be, mate. But, but um, yeah, pitch looked a bit sort of, you know, bit bit bobbly, mate. And um, I think it was about March time, though. And, and it was just yeah, this big massive, but like one little stand there, mate. And and the the old changing rooms are like those big um, sort of. You know, like uh, storage units, mate. You know, you get off chips, big yeah. metal. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that is sort like of look container. like container. Um, that's the ones, mate. That's the word I'm looking for. Containers, right. mate. Yeah, they look like a couple of big containers, mate. So, but yeah, it's, it's half the size of Troy Day, Wells. Obviously, Rach made me go into the town centre, mate, and have a look around oh, right. the shops and all, mate. But yeah, it's, it's a nice place, mate. You know, it's got that little cathedral there and all, obviously. The yeah. city and you that. Trying to, you're trying to make it up now, aren't you, to the Wells yeah. population? No, no. You've, yeah, ups- you've upset them. Now you're just trying to, you know. <laughs> yeah, Pre- pretty little place, though. Lovely, <laughs> lovely people. Lovely people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, yeah. well, you're off to Penryn, and I have yeah. absolutely no idea where I'm going. Um, I was going to go to Port 11 against Callington because I am I was going to be babysitting in the evening, but um, that's oh, all changed now, so I can go a bit further afield. Oh, but I just don't know where to go, you know? It's, it's yeah, it's, it's one of them weekends, Dave, isn't it? Like, nothing... I've looked down through all the fixtures, and nothing actually makes your eyes pop out your head sort of thing doesn't yeah. it? But there's some good games but no real standout yeah. games mate yeah. FA Vaz game maybe oh, it's mate? Got, oh yeah it's, it's going to be an FA Vaz game yeah. but, um, Blazy Godolphin mate I might do because they will play the winners of um, Bristol Telephone's Falmouth yeah so yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm you know sort of going on my Cornish Club's road to Wembley um, yeah so, be a good one, mate. so it could be them and hopefully with Falmouth beating Bristol telephones it's going to be another all Cornish class in the next round so um, yeah. I'm sort of edging me yeah, bets yeah these were guaranteed yeah, yeah guaranteed a Cornish class I think a few of them will go through though Dave hopefully mate good luck to them all mate yes yes as uh, yeah. we say to uh, all the Cornish clubs when they're playing teams from outside of uh, the Duchy good luck yeah. to them and uh, we uh, will be looking at the results uh, with eager attention on Saturday, 5 o'clock. So, 
right, then. Dave, do you want to know something before you go, mate? Dave, what? You've just been drawn in the same group as Bayern Munich, mate. Who's that? Spurs? Spurs, mate, yeah. Bayern Munich? That's the only two teams out of the pot so far. Yeah, Bayern Munich, mate. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Who have they got yeah. there making a draw? Anyone interesting? Uh, let's have a look, mate. Who have they got here, mate? Goldie's not no. popped over there, is he? No, mate, no. He's, he's, he's down Port Leather, mate, trying to get a signal <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no real big names on Sky there, mate, really. Yeah, right. No, no, he's a cheap budget, mate. Tim, Ro- um, Paul Robinson, mate, you know, the old ex-England keeper, mate, he's there. Oh, right. Crikey. He's there, mate. Uh, who else, mate? Sean, is that Sean Goater, mate? Remember Sean Goater, mate? Yeah. Don't remember him playing in the Champions League. But, no. Um, anyway, no. Rapper, we're out of time. Come on. Yeah. Enough yeah, of this. Have, have, a, have a good weekend, Dave. Yeah. We're right out of time. Thanks to everyone yeah. that's listened and thanks to all those that have yeah, contributed uh, loads of interviews this week. And uh, without them, this would be nothing. Exactly, mate. Good luck in the past, lads. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish 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 C